part of BlindSidePods.com. The best of Blind Mike. The best of Steve Robinson. The best of the crazies. And more of the story of Kirk Menahan in 2019. Step up to the platform, have your tickets in hand, and be ready to take your seat because we are about to leave the station. All aboard! Choo choo choo! This is a Menafan Show special, the Menafan Show Year in Review for 2019. This is Act 2, Part 2. Menafans, Stoolies, and Mincells. I'm your host, DEC. NPR Mike. Yes. I understand that you, uh, on Twitter I saw you purchased some Roman. Tell us about your experience with that. Get Roman. Roman swipes are an excellent product that make you last longer and satisfy your partner greatly. In which way? How did you use it? What's what was that? the process for you? What uh, do you mean? NPR Mike, tell us about it. I swipe the the product on my genitals, which mm-hmm. I don't care to discuss. Sure. But I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you pay him 20 bucks, he'll dance. And NPR Mike, can you describe your genitals? NPR Mike, can you do anything without average, laughing? Average at best. What did the... Uh, I don't want to assign your gender or the gender of your no. loved one, but how was the experience for your partner? The experience for both of us was terrific. GetRoman.com slash Kirk is where you can find this product. Tell me, NPR Mike, if you could um, uh, reenact the moment of ejaculation after, you know, so long. What's your normal NPR Mike in the past? How long has it taken you to ejaculate? Oh, uh, Five to ten seconds. Okay. Okay. How long did it take this when you started using uh, Roman swipes? Four and a half hours. Okay. I couldn't stop, Kirk. Seems a little long, but okay. Tell us about the moment. Can you give us the moment of ejaculation? How do you mean? What does it sound like, NPR? No. (laughs) You happy now? That's it. That's it. I'm done. All right. Done. Can we move on? Is it it the weekend? Is that good enough for you? Blind Mike had a rags-to-riches story in 2019. He started as a man without a home after WEEI canceled his podcast on their website, Trash Talk. Geary resurrected his podcast and co-founded his own network, Blindside Pods. Through persistence, he found his way onto the Kirk Menahan Show, first as a social media director and then as the third voice. Geary certainly took advantage of his vocal abilities with a number of impressions. Here are some of Blind Mike's highlights. This is called You Better. <laughs> All right, You Better You Bet, radio.com, sports original, the first ever nightly sports betting podcast. Hold Nick on. Costos hold on. Joe hold on. Alex Jones' son. Slow, slow down. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. It's like, you we, Better You Bet here on radio.com. <laughs> What's the name of the show? I'm sorry to hear that. You Better You Bet. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, was that, was that Alex Jones from, like, 1984? <laughs> yeah. Before he got gravelly, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is my new favorite personality. Who is this person? It's Why fi- did we not start the show with it's, this? It's fifth grade Alex Jones. <laughs> hey, fifth grade Alex Jones, what do you think about the fluoride they're putting in the water? Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and I would you can, you can bet on that, my friend. It's a false flag operation. This is 1986. We're joined here by uh, sixth grader Alex Jones is joining us right now. Alex, the Challenger explosion, clearly just a basic... 
malfunction, right? There's nothing more uh, conspiratorial. Well, you're not going to learn about that in history class. <laughs> All right, you better you bet. Radio.com <laughs> Sports Original, the first ever nightly sports betting podcast. Nick Costos along with Joe Ostrowski. Ooh, honored to welcome to the program. I said, <laughs> you know he's winding himself up. He's like, All right, going to start. Let's have some fucking energy. Let's get it. This is our guy now. Woo! Who is this? This guy, you could like read a cartoon like Baby Alex Jones <laughs> and have this guy. So, Alex, little Alex, you do gambling advice and conspiracy calls. That's right, here on InfoWars, Radio.com. But you also do gambling. Latest conspiracy is the Radio.com purse Kirk Manhattan out. No one thinks they wanted him to be a part of the sports lineup. No, everybody knows that. Alex, are you going to be storming Area 51? What's that? <laughs> Alex, is that your way of trying to think of a yeah. line? It sure is, Kirk. <laughs> Alex, you don't need Protestant jokes. A uh, priest and a rabbi walk into a bar. Uh huh. And the priest says, "Ouch!" <laughs> because he walked. <laughs> the in rabbi the... says, "I'm calling my lawyer." <laughs> <laughs> what about the Doobie Brothers, oh, Alex? Uh, coming up next, they're not related, but they do be brothers. <laughs> on the station that reaches the beaches. William Benditson came and went this year on the Kirk Menahan show, but the one person to master his vocal stylings was Blind Mike. Here, Gary pisses off Benditson with a spot-on impression. Walk me through what's going on with the Patriots as they uh, embark on their Super Bowl defense. What should I be concerned about? What should I be okay with? What is life like right now in Foxborough for the defending champions? Well, the receiving well, tours. I, 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 I think the uh, interesting thing is uh, I'm one of these people. Not Some of Gary's impressions became controversial. Mike went all in on his impression of Philly radio personality Big Daddy Graham who we later learned, as Mike was mocking him, was in intensive care. This next segment is going to prove <laughs> to you that <laughs> I'm out of my mind. Uh, after these last couple callers, who is, who, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who is this guy? New, Big Daddy Graham. <laughs> so he's, he's, <laughs> who is he? He's Big Daddy Graham. He, he's a very funny comedian. <laughs> what is his act? He's overnight. He's very funny. <laughs> Big Daddy Graham, do you have any comedy? Hey, have you ever noticed the difference between men and women? What's that? Men do this and women do this. It's crazy. <laughs> you were on, you were on an airplane recently. I have been on an airplane, and the, the peanuts are very hard to open. Traffic, huh? Oh my god, this traffic in Boston is no way to drive. I don't know if it's and like I that do, in Philadelphia. Sorry, uh, I was driving up to Bridesburg tonight to do my weekly Tuesday thing at Quickwater. <laughs> I'm on 95 North. You know you're already well, driving to Quickwater. Boy, do I feel about? for people. Oh, you didn't know the traffic. To... I forgot you didn't know the traffic thing was in here. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so I well, let me tell you a little something about traffic. So this guy really talks about traffic? Oh, yeah. Road every day. I, I, I really do. I, I don't care what, and I don't use 95 that often. Okay. But every single time I'm on it. It's bumper to bumper for some stretch. I mean, can you believe this? I, I mean, literally every single time I want it. So I, I feel for people, and it's not exactly a scenic ride. <laughs> Big Daddy, uh, how about nine eleven? Hey, Big Daddy, can you believe the eighteen-year-olds were born on nine eleven? Do you watch Ghostbusters? When you watch Ghostbusters, the towers are still there. The world of Kirk Manhattan show. It's like fucking outrageous. They're the, they're the weirdest people in the world. I, 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 I can, I, can I stop for a second? I like Kevin. Maybe we'll get him on. We'll make DC happy. Maybe we'll get him on next week for a little bit. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah, we have Big we Cat on once too. a month. What'd you say? Maybe the first yeah. of every month. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Big What'd Cat's you... gone to the mat and defended you a couple Yeah, we'll have him on at some on? point, too. Sure. 
Uh, maybe next time I'm in New York, I'll have him co-host with me if he wants to do that. There you go. Um, I don't, like, are they really the most outrageous people in the world? Like, I know they're trying, in a way, I appreciate it because he's trying to build them up. Like, he really is. Like, yeah. I think his, his heart's in the right place. But are they really? I also think Kevin knows that they'll hear that and be like, fuck you, Clancy. Right. You yeah, know he what gets I mean? off so on he, it. He, gets I, he likes that. But at yeah. the same time, maybe he's right, though, too. I mean, they are, some of them are fucking insane. Well, sure. Right. That's their, that's their so charm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I don't think they're they're anywhere near as nasty as some of the political accounts, like anti-Trump or pro-Trump accounts. Yeah, but not accounts. nasty. We're not saying nasty. We're yeah. saying, like, I mean, think just, about, just think genuinely about, think about what, they're really, like, what they're really fighting about. Yeah. When you really break it down, it's important. I think. They, yeah, they're yeah. standing side by side with you in the well, culture war. It's a culture war. That's right. exactly right. And I think people like Feidelberg don't really understand that. Kirk Menahan's arrival at Barstool Sports caught the stoolies off guard. On SiriusXM and on Twitter, Mena fans of old fought with new men cells and traditional Barstool fans and personalities. It's arguable. No one was more caught in the Menahan web than Kevin Clancy, who pretended to be offended by Mena fan behavior only to be secretly in their ranks. This brings us to the best and craziest of the fans. Only I could be as interested in Cohen and Kelleher as Dice Clay, though. The, 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 the I, battle. No, I'm the battle, right with the, it. The battle. <laughs> what is it? Do you think, I think, Kelleher is telling the truth. I yes. think Cullen went for the sale and Kelleher said, fuck you. Mm-hmm. My guy. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. You think that too, Steve, or no? It's hard to tell. I'm in a wilderness of mirrors. I've said it before. Yeah, like said, the these guys deserve 100%. If they want to give me a little, a little <laughs> taste, that's fine. But they deserve 100% of the commission. Everybody, everybody in the Minifan world is a, you know, a one-man army looking to take out the other people and advance. I guess. They all just want to get closer to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, we're going to bring this because Kel- I want Kelleher and Cullinane. I'm demanding I think now. we could get Kelleher. I'm worried that Cullinane is kind of like, why? He's going to pull the baby card. I heard Erica wants to give Kelleher a job. As she like sales, yeah, sales for the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said to me, she texted me, she's like, how about this Keller guy? I said, he's good, right? Make yeah. it happen. Yeah, yeah, he's sort of, if you look at it like right now, I, I, they're painting him on the mural right now at Barstool, <laughs> which is weird, but he's going up there right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, and they're all like, it's fuck. exciting. They're, she was sending me texts like, can you fucking believe we almost brought Colin in and we're like, we were laughing I know, about it. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> what a d- disappointment that would have been. It was bad. He was a shooting star in the night. He burned bright, and if you blinked, you missed it. That can be viewed as the best description of fiery redhead Rich Kelleher, a fan who came on the scene in September and was gone by November. But during that time, he was incredibly disruptive. Discovered by Dave Cullinane, Kelleher turned on the former Menahan producer over a sales dispute. Cullinane and Kelleher talked out their dispute on the Kirk Menahan show. However, Kelleher ignored Cullinane for the most part and took his aggression out on me. What's in that? First of all, what's in that bag? That's, uh, that's what makes me nervous. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> no. Look oh, Mike. Steve from Providence thinks I'm going to come in here and shoot up the studio. Okay. Yeah, let's, it's let's, not fun to joke about be, yet, but all right. Be, all right. Be, you, be, you wanted to start. Be, like, better, be, backtrack be, be better if there's a whiff of humor attached to that line. <laughs> Do you want to backtrack? For, can we backtrack for one second? Uh, I might backtrack to my car. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. So No sudden movement. So Rich reaches out to me on Reddit. Uh huh. Okay. What is that? That's one. Pitch anything for Cullen in. Okay. There. You- oh, he's got sales books for Cullen. Right. That's you. And I also. <laughs> well, I also yeah, brought- I'm back on. <laughs> Team Keller. Brought- I also brought Machiavelli the Prince. Just okay. You know, good. Okay. All right. Whatever. Okay. And a gun. Yeah. All right. Good. Yes. All right. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. So uh, he reaches out to me. I, on- I like that Dave's like the senior voice of reason in this argument too. It's like <laughs> I'm just it's like, all right, enough, to- enough, enough, dicking around. Like no. let's let's let me let me just let's stay on point here. He's going. He's going. Let's let's describe what's happening. What do you have there? There's a lot of 
What's that? Dark Man Hand stickers. Oh, great. Look at that. See? Them, I remember yes. when he told me. You told me not to do that because it might not be a good idea. I told you not to make the, uh, what did I say, (laughs) Sundays are for open houses because it didn't have a Kirk Manancho logo on it. I like that. And Kirk would want to Father and son relationship here. That's what's what's very weird Remember, Dad? (laughs) Oh, it was a banner. Banner Christmas that year at the Bender House. (laughs) What have I created? I don't know. Go ahead. So he reaches out on Reddit, says he can help me with ideas on Instagram. Right. Okay. So I... Being the dumb idiot that I am. Do you want me to? Do you want me to? I hold, have, Rich, I have, uh, hold on. Okay. Screenshots here. So you want it. <laughs> okay. Just, just don't this lie. guy comes prepared. I'm not don't, lying. don't lie about it. Did you not reach out to me on Reddit? I know I did, but but don't. So let whatever, me fucking whatever, talk. Whatever you told DEC, don't lie about it. Let me fucking talk. I told DEC you were aggressive <laughs> and to be wary of you. I have everything. You're all right here, buddy. That is the last voice. <laughs> it's, all right. it's all right here. <laughs> all right, go. Kate, Harry. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Chase. So he reaches out on yeah. Reddit, says he wants to help with Instagram, says he can be of help. Hold on, real quick. Rich, you and should you want to have lunch after or no? <laughs> Don't we have a tea time at one? Yes, you? good. Okay. I kind of want to spend the day with this guy. So good. So he reaches out. Reaches out on Reddit. Wait, wait. Okay. Can you say that again so MHB can hear it clearly just in case? Go ahead. Please. It's, let me handle it. <laughs> so he reaches out. I respond to him and say, sure, I'd love some ideas. He said he was in digital marketing, right? Are you still in digital marketing? Correct. Okay, so he's in digital marketing. So my thought primarily, I was looking more for the institutional ideas, kind of like... Institution's a good word, yeah. What? Good oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss, I miss things. Like <laughs> I know you did. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking more of the, these are the best times to post. This is what you do to grow the followers by X. He became very quickly a content guy, which was fine. He had a lot of great content ideas. And I used a good amount of them. Remember that IG walkout thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no justice, saying. no peace, we all no do. IG till a Kirk I, retweet. I, I who could, I, who I, could I, forget? Rich's idea. I thought idea. it was good. Nothing. It doesn't really move the needle that much. There's 4,000 fucking followers on Instagram. Right, that's your Not fault, big, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's, well, there's a little bit of you in that go as ahead, well. Please. I'd like a little promotion Continue. That. So that's where our relationship started. And we texted a Whoa, shitload. Whoa, what you didn't understand, and Kirk said it on air, mm-hmm. was by not promoting it. Yes, and not talking about it. Correct. He is promoting it and talking about it. But when 10 followers Close come, gets come of that, like when nothing comes of it, you eventually have to figure out which, how can the show which one of our One of our biggest Instagram. contention points was just keep posting. Which, so you took my my idea of the- JKP, oh, just keep posting. That's right. Yes. That's right. Put it on t-shirt. Tat- so it. you took my idea of let's have this combative nature and- amplified it by a million percent, which I just wanted to retweet out of him to see, okay, maybe that can work. No, I would just talk nope, shit. Nope, uh, first of all, nope, hold on, buddy. Hold on. I would just talk shit. To, <laughs> for, don't I just hold tweet on. at you and talk hold shit, on, dumb stuff all the time? I guess. Yeah, sure. yeah you, oh, yo, you tweet stuff, Dave. You Trust me, you tweet stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay, Captain Awkward over here. Let's calm down. <laughs> it's just oh fucking God. stop talking. You were the one no, no, with no, all these wait, aggressive what, ideas what about- What I said to you, sh- shut up. What I, what I said to you- I fucking hate this what, guy. What, what, <laughs> I said, what I said to you- was if what is this fight about? Do you know Mike or not? I, about no, four thousand people on Instagram. That's what it is apparently. Well, like, have, I mean, Rich, you have how many pieces of paper there? Uh, when D <laughs> when DEC that rat fuck who I don't like, and we, none of like us a, none of us no. do none of us. But, do. When 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 he, like when he went on the show, which Steve, Wait, I, DEC or MHB? Who do you know? DEC. Like? Okay, oh, D, oh DEC. Hold on, hold okay. on, on. When he went on Rich, that, Rich, he, Rich, 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 Rich. When he, what show is this? The Minifan okay, show. Then, no, what show is this? This is the Kirkman. Okay, so shut up okay. for a second. Mm-hmm. How many pieces of paper do you have? How, what what are the, what are the papers? What what are we doing? 
I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I can't, I can't help. This is so much more fascinating than anything with Antonio Brown or De- I can't, I can't help. It's probably why you know. Oh, did you hear Ken Laird's take earlier? Anyway, so go ahead. Just, just, just please. I, I have, I have, I have screenshots here because I thought this whole thing. Okay, may I see them, please? Can you hand them over Whatever to you the? Do, yeah. Dave, by the way, is leaned over towards me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Body language. Very, uh, very, un- <laughs> very uncomfortable. <laughs> Captain, Captain Awkward, take a picture of that. Look at, the name. Look at all these pages. Well, we texted like so, 5,000 times a day. Uh, it's, it's, all right, so the, on the minute Wouldn't you like show, to be a fly on the wall for that conversation? <laughs> do you, Mike, do you understand? Hold on, Mike, Mike Geary. Do you understand yeah. any of this? No. Okay, so my understanding, what I believe is happening is that Dave ran the Instagram and was making sales. Kelleher no, I was, wait, 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 I was, was, was making well, sales. Well, I mean, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a silly mate. By the way, Who's Dave, going after, going after advertising agencies, that was a, a smart idea. Good sales instinct there, buddy. <laughs> and so Kelleher is infringing on that territory, I think? No, I don't have any problem, uh, we need to, we need problem to with that. Re- retrack it. So the, oh. the Mita fan show, you're best friends with DEC. He really likes the, the, the Minifan show. Which, May I? Which, for one moment. If the people in this room have no idea what's going on, <laughs> is it possible that anyone is understanding? No, so, absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait, Steve. I, I emailed you this morning, or uh, no, uh, Saturday morning, the, the breakdown of what I would like to hear on the, Minif- the Minifan show. Because that rat fuck DEC lied and had a source. I wonder who his source would be. And that's when I realized that this <laughs> isn't... Well, he didn't have a source. Wait, wait. He literally said real, Dave. That's when I realized that this isn't... He's clearly not joking. So I was like, there's, there's only way for me to prove this is to tweet or sort of print out... Uh, like, Rich, like, like, Rich, like, to, like, to prove what? That he was lying. About okay. what? DC, About DC what? He was lying that I'm... Super aggressive. I'm. You, you know, seem super aggressive. You seem a little yeah, aggressive. Well, I, I mean, I am. I am a redhead. That that comes. With okay, the but you're aggressive, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, so so he wasn't lying about that. No, he, he was. He was lying about that. I'm. I, there's something. I said I, to be weary of the aggressiveness in the content. Was I that, didn't say was that, that you were going to murder people. You? Here's my problem with that. That fuck DEC, which <laughs> it I, seems like we've got that. <laughs> We've got a real theme. Oh, 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 I have, I have never, Kirk, I've never. I've, Seems like we're I, not going to get off that point. To, <laughs> oh, nobody cares about all, it, but okay. All I wanted to do was help, which I said over I understand, and over sure. and over again. So you had no and selfish now, motives now, at all? None, none at all. No, no, no. You want to be part of the show, part of the world, not at all. During, after Cullinane's meltdown, when I sent you that email. Look at those eyes. Did, Jesus Christ. That was the eyes of a killer right there. Did, and, and, and DEC tries to say that I'm, I'm like, you know, there's something, there's something Oh, off. DEC, yeah. Yeah, that fuck DEC. Right. There's something off, and there's and there is something he tried, off. So he tried to he he was about to give Dave was about to give access to the Instagram, but he he did it. Yeah, I don't know why. He's, I, I actually don't Rich, know why. He said Rich, that, can I tell you something? I like you. There's something off though. Oh, absolutely. So Rich, then, what are you mad at him for? He said there's something off DEC, which he was kind of like I, I I don't know. It just came off as so so weird, and it was because what's this, weird? You're off. I like you, but that's why I like you. If you were regular, you like wouldn't he be hit the here. nail on the head. <laughs> give him credit. DC just didn't like the fact. <laughs> These are two. By fair. the way, we have two guys fighting that we can make one point, and they both go, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah, that was right. right. <laughs> I think. I think. Okay. I, think no, between, I really don't have that much of a problem between. Like, co- really between <laughs> yeah, yes, you well, do. Between Colin screaming Rich, right in the parking lot, all of my <laughs> shit and Steve's darkness, I'm, I think I'm the least crazy person in this room. I've been fucking institutionalized. <laughs> I was trying to help. What are people? You. What are people? When, were? When, when you were your trying wife to help was in labor? Did did I did I or did I not? Yes. Offer to either bring food or yes. Ask I you thought that was needed. very strange. But I said, <laughs> I, I said I said I said no. I'm not a dick.
Oh, by the way, D's, uh, DEC. You gave <laughs> we me, gotta get off. You gave me, <laughs> I don't think so, actually. I'm enjoying DEC, it. but Jesus, I'm enjoying it. This, this whole, like, he almost, he almost gave him you know, the access. That fucking boomer, idiot, gave me access to his personal Instagram account, Ooh. which I had. What do you think of that? I had his, I had his like personal. Shots fired. I had his, he, he didn't do it. He didn't connect it right. So I why had access people, why, to his personal is, Instagram account. Why have and, I allowed this to happen and, in my and life? And DEC. Not, not only. All they said to me was, just talk D- a little more sports. D- You'll make a fucking million dollars a year. Just go home. Don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. What did it kill you? It might have, while. but so what? D- you know? uh, well, hold on. Have dinner with Sam Kennedy a couple of times. You swallow your pride. You just go home. and, and Dave Dombrowski, you believe they fired Dave Dombrowski in the middle of the night? Yeah, like give him credit. Great move. Great, great organization. Great organization. This, right. this is MHB, by the way. Mark Cannon's balls, who What's I don't up, think guys? I've ever met before. No, I don't think so. Who's ch- who's, by the way, is chunkier than I thought he would be. Oh, fuck off. What? I could have been, been there. I, I don't think he's chunky. He looks, no, he looks, no, like, he looks like a fucking listen, first uh, track all, I'm doing, and field I'm doing intermittent fasting right now. I'm also... You, you're, a little, you're a little pudgy. <laughs> you're a little puffy. Can you, can you believe you're doing intermittent fasting? You, you, wait, you are the heaviest person on the podcast of Blind Mike, I think. That's probably fair. Honestly, now he's down 60 pounds. You look like a part-time weightlifter. Who, you're, like in the middle of it, you're like, fuck it. World War II Felger once said, no one jumped in without a plan like MHB. The former Mark Hannon's Balls co-hosted this show investigated the mayor of Boston and went after an activist from Sherborne. But what really made him entertaining was when he went off the rails in public, like when he was bested by Dave Portnoy. Can we have MHB's call? Yes, we have okay. MHB's call. I mean, not MHB. Did he call his MHB or did he call his John? Who he called call his MHB. MHB. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. And Portnoy had no idea who he was. No, I mean, he doesn't no. know who I am. He barely. Well, he, he introduced him as the host of a Minifan podcast. Oh, M- uh, Portnoy did. did. Yeah, yes. they did say that. Yeah. Oh, really? So here's here's uh, MHB's call. I, I, first of all, like this is a big moment for MHB. Like, he thinks he's going to like have his breakthrough social media. Like, everyone's going to, Portnoy's going to be like, well, well right this guy's... Well, right from the beginning, they insult him. It's kind of right. like, who is this guy? But you know, MHB's thinking, like, this is my moment. Like, Portnoy's going to be like, who? What the fuck am I paying Minahan for? Who is this guy? Like, what is this? This guy's everything I've ever wanted. He's about to impress the ball. Yes, let me hear it. Listen, I got to tell you, this is some of the most pathetic displays of commentary about you and Kirk Minahan. You're Bill Parcells, right? And and you got Belichick coming in here. That's really, to put it in terms that you can understand, I know, I know I've got to dumb everything down and make it a sports analogy for you, Dave, but that's really what you have here. I'm sorry, you're not Parcells, you're not Brady. You just that said I was Parcells. You literally just said I'm Parcells. <laughs> and then two seconds later, you're not Parcells. That's how you started the call. Do you, do you want me to replay no, what you Belichick just said? Not. Do you it's, want me to replay over. what you just said? It's tough. It's obviously just a simple mistake, yeah, but, you can't, tough, but you can't call him a dummy. Yeah, you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't call up. your balls out and then like fuck up like that. Yeah. Then it's over. Like then yeah. he just is it, does he come back at all? Or? No, they hang up. That's no, it. no, they, oh, they, they hang up on him and then they go back and they they replay it again and make fun of him some more. The fucking body bag. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> What a weird angle for him to take, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, well, in the Minifan thread, he tried to explain what he was going for. Yeah. Bob Kraft was involved. It didn't work out. Steve Robinson found MHB's softer side and literary genius by uncovering his works of poetry. I was tempted to ask <laughs> MHB why he's attempting to live vicariously through you. What do you mean? Uh, to, you know, because obviously he wants to be you. He's What's talking about like you. He wants to. He wants our fan base. But I mean, MHB in particular. Like, if there's a list of people who are going to be wearing a Kirkman hand skin suit around sometime soon, uh, it's it's MHB is fairly list. long. But yeah, but, he's on there. I was going to say you could say the same thing. I made, about I made, me a, probably, right? yes. I made a discovery last night. MHB, I think, is a gentle soul. In what way? He's a nice guy. He's a poet. What do you mean? Did he actually do a poet or no? He's a published 
poet. Yes. Is that true? Yes. Are you actually being serious? Or I, I'm being dead serious. Let me see this. I have, I have found some oh, published God. poetry. Let me see this. No. From MHB. This is not true. Look at this. <laughs> Anything good? The Submarine by, uh, by John, I mean by MHB. <laughs> Between the familiar eyes of the bar. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I mean, he came in here and played my old sound, right? I mean, this is what this is. This is part of the deal. That's right. Between the familiar eyes of the bar and the parking lot across the warehouse are the first steps. You've walked them before, with drunken feet scuffling towards the blinking red light of the all-night sub shop. <laughs> now, what do you think that means? <laughs> that means a fat ass. Is what it means. What's the deeper meaning, though? I'm Wait curious. a minute. Is this real? Is this, did you just pick a random poem on, online? No, this is real. The name is called the submarine. I think it's. I thought it was about a submarine. I think it's actually about a sandwich. That's that's rough. That's a rough find. Because the joke is that MHB is fat, and to find that is hilarious. <clears throat> a rose in the cold air, a refuge in the wrong of the night. Some good imagery. I have walked. First of all, poetry is the biggest douche. Like that's so mean to pull this. Like honestly, it's rough. If there was video of him doing, like, you know, this is the cruelest thing you can do as a guy really? a poem. Like, because I'm sure it's probably something he had to do for school or whatever. That's just. Oh no, this was elective. He submitted it to a poetry journal. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 Who says he's not funny? <laughs> Mark Moroso Jr. is not the only master trickster in the Menahan universe. Blind Mike is able to pull a fast one like the next guy, and his target late summer was MHB. He sent a flurry of texts telling the Pennsylvanian that Kirk Menahan was disappointed with his behavior during the Benjamin Albright affair. Though Gary was kidding, MHB did not see the humor and reacted with uncomfortable results. I saw my, my guy, Kirk, was upset at that. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and MHB's been giving me some shit lately, so I thought it'd be funny to make him sweat and say Kirk's pissed. He goes, Fully what? aware, by the way, that he has mental illness and everything. Well, sure. Okay, yeah. go, ahead. go ahead. Who doesn't, you yeah. know? It's true. Uh, and he goes, about what, the Albright stuff? And I said... Interesting uh, you'd say that. I, it, it must have been why on did, his mind. Why did he right. jump right, right. to that? And right. I said, you know, I don't know. And I tried to play it so that... By, by playing it cool, then maybe he would think it was real kind of Good. a thing. Uh -huh. So Trick, I said, uh, here. Yeah, that's, that's me, you know? Good. So I said, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll talk. May I don't know if he wants to talk about it on the air tomorrow. Maybe it'll blow over. Right. And he goes, oh, fuck. I'm going to do a podcast tonight. And I said, this is when I thought he would be on to me. I said, uh, make sure you send it to Steve so he has it for the morning. It's <laughs> usually a good sign. <laughs> but uh, sure enough, I guess he did the podcast. Oh, boy. Minifan Show, MHB Gone Rogue. I felt compelled to come on here um, and basically fall on the sword and come clean. What goes on in his mind during this pro Like, What is he thinking all the in the hour you know, after he texts me versus this? Like, what is he? No, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it. Um, he, I'm sure he debated whether or not it would be a good look. And then he said, I'm guessing he said, let's just get out in front of it. Let's just do a podcast. Because immediately he was like, I'm going to do a podcast about it. I think he does think correctly. That uh, it's better to talk about this stuff than ignore it, I guess. If, yeah, yeah, if you, you are actually mad at him. Much better off doing it with somebody else, though. I haven't been a big team guy through the Albright thing. In fact, I've been a complete and total disappointment and embarrassment in the Albright thing. 
I'm a guy that started as Mark Hannon's balls, making fun of I have Mark disgraced Hannon. my oh, family, <laughs> my <laughs> country. Talk about people having no connection with reality at all. Just shitting on the guy because he was quote unquote governed by. I was I was just a boy with a dream. You're a fucking parody account of the Albright thing. Listen to this fucking lunatic. One blind fucking depressed lunatic <laughs> fools another one into this <laughs> to satisfy a lunatic. Do you think there's anybody driving around like an older guy who's, who's like in his 70s, doesn't know anything about anything. It's like, oh, you know, my granddaughter told me these podcasts are the craze. <laughs> Let me just pick a random one on a search and just turns this on <laughs> with no context of anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I never really thought about it in that context. <laughs> I just picture the guy driving in, like, you know, uh, Omaha, just driving driving on the highway in the middle of nowhere and listening to this. I wonder if it would still be compelling if you knew nothing, just because it's somebody. I think it would be more compelling because you'd be like, what is he? What did this man do? <laughs> oh, my. What there's was the be Albright situation? buried somewhere. It's true. What, what think, was the Albright about, situation? About, what did he really do? He didn't do anything. By the way, by the way, like he had a better performance with Portnoy than he's had so far. This has been between the poem. He's never recovered from the from the poem. You ruined him. Broke him. It's like it's like Felger, World War II Felger with Albright. You ruined. That's why, by the way, you know he threw DC. You, yeah, he he knows. He gets to me. He He knows Steve is not to be crossed. Now, what I said to Kirk when I privately oh, 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 reached out oh, okay, to him. Okay, hold on, hold on. Now we're going. Now, now. So now we're going a different direction here. My guess is going to be the exact same thing you just said, but I could be wrong. And keep in mind, by the way, there's a 74-year-old man driving around listening to this. <laughs> put, at his... put, your, put yourself in his mind for a second. <laughs> no, Kirk Minahan. He loves to play mind games. He hasn't texted me back, and I don't think he will. He won't text me back. I only heard it secondhand, which again is probably part of the genius and madness of Kirk Minahan. Is I that nothing to he do has with his this? Little minions, um, one of them being a, a probably uh, a yes. prolific golfer. One of the minions. Um, one of the stupid was, little minions. The, uh, but I guess to his, to his point today is, at, you keep golf playing. For, it. But I guess, you keep State, playing. Which I, I guess his larger really point well today is, is really that, good, uh, good charity. So I'm hoping they he do knows, really well. But I know that one of his little minions would satisfy me saying that Kirk is not happy. He's right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Kirk is not happy. Good point by him. Right, probably the six worst words you can hear in the English language, other than like your parents got hit by a car. That's seven words. Whatever. You get what I. You know what I mean. (laughs) Play it again. I don't know why I find that. Kirk is not happy with you. Probably the six worst words you can hear in the English language, other than like your parents got hit by. A car. That's seven words. <laughs> he's, just, he's fucking cracking. I want to play some of the sound from the Minifan show. I'll react to it. So now this is us uh, listening and to MHB listening to the uh, Minifan. Okay, I, actually I don't like think I was like entirely this, honest uh, with the Minifan show boy, uh, with you good. guys last week. So I'll play some of it and then we'll no? just uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll unpack awful. it a little bit. We'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> the issue I- you know, Kirk's a guy that I would I would even consider. Yeah, he's a guy that's you know my my mentor or somebody that I've looked up to in in terms of that I've that I tried to emulate in in my style. And clearly, you know, a lot of times in my delivery and and the way that I even speak on this podcast, I've clearly ripped him off 
and I and I'll admit. So I'm thinking that. right here. I'm but thinking he's, he's gonna say that like I'm like a dad to him. Like, I'm like, oh god, don't don't do this. Don't do this. Turns out it's worse. Also, a guy that I would consider not a friend, but like you know, uh, I mean, like a, I don't know, like a guy that, that you know that I'm acquainted with. <laughs> that that, that is somebody that I would text from time to time that I enjoy talking to. That sounds like somebody being asked about fucking like Epstein or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I thought that was the best part. Oh, what is that? Oh, let me hear it. (laughs) No, like a guy that that, you know that I'm acquainted with. uh, That that is somebody that I would text from time to time that I enjoy talking to. And a guy that I would, I mean, kind of consider him a friend at this point. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't consider him a friend, but I mean, like, you know, kind of a friend. I don't. I don't. I like MHB. He's a nice guy. You guys friends? No, we're not friends. I don't mean that in a bad way. We're just. Talking, I consider I him a friend. Yeah, you guys are probably. You guys are. This better. is what you do to your friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you consider me a friend? No. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I think because of how you think of it, I think. <laughs> I'd like to be better friends. I don't know. I'm sure you would. Ahead, we still have the return of Jerry Callahan, the Red Snapper affair, the best of Steve, and prank phone calls. But first, this. Yo, what's up, bro? Hey, listen, man. I just wanted to wish you a happy Fourth of July. You know, it's been a while since we hung out. Um, and, you know, honestly, man, I'm, I'm starting to feel like you don't want me on the show. You know, I mean, uh, it, it kind of feels like it's not a joke anymore. It kind of feels real. It's like, you know, I, I, you know I, I, once I was in on the joke, but now I feel like I'm outside. So I just want to see where you're at. Maybe you want to grab lunch, chill out. Um, you know, that's cool with me. But I think we could be so much more. That's all I'm saying. I mean, have you ever seen uh, Behind the Candelabra? Because I feel like you're you're Michael Douglas. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh my God! And I could be um, Matt Damon, you know. Mind if I ask you something? How do you stay hard for so long? I... Five years—that could be us, bro. That's all I'm saying. And also, you know, um, Steve, ah, he's alright. I don't like him. He kind of sucks. But can you do me a favor and shoot me his address? Just let me know where he's living at. Um, that's all I need. So, you know, and oh, just let me know when you want to get lunch. Let's say next week, because I'm be honest with you. Don't go to lunch with me next week. I'm going to officially start to feel like you actually don't like me or like you don't want me on the show. You don't want to hang out with me, which I'm, I think is like a joke. I think it's a joke now. But if you don't go with me next week for lunch, then I'm going to feel like it's real. That's all I'm saying. So I miss you. Um, call me. Let's hang out. doesn't have to be radio stuff. Let's go get a pizza. All right, Kirk. I'll talk to you later while you have this one. Gabe, good morning. Hi, Gary. Thank you very much for taking my call. Thanks, Gabe. Uh, so I'm actually in town with my dad, Bob. We uh, took a transatlantic flight from Boston for the big Nebraska uh, hold game. On. Hold on. I don't, I don't know. What's the matter? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It's just a guy calling in to a Nebraska show. He flew, he flew his my dad, dad from... My uh, dad okay. graduated a Husker, so we make the trek out every year in our Suburban, and we'll just drive around and see the country, but <laughs> enough about me. Awesome. Enough I about wanted me. to know, okay. are you guys worried about this Indiana defense? They have this defender, oh. I think uh, Roman's his name, and he's been swiping up a storm on the defensive end. Been... What do the Huskers need to do to contain him? What was his him? name? Roman. That was oh. the running game. Uh, Gabe, welcome. Thanks for the uh, phone call. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, got to be able to run the ball. Well, obviously. Inside zone. Clearly. In late September, Kirk Menahan became irate with his fans and demanded satisfaction. And what would really satisfy him would be prank phone calls to 50 states before his October 31st birthday. Steve Robinson even jumped in and took Delaware off the board. You are live you on WGMD at 325. Who's this? Uh, uh, hola, this is Mike. Can you hear me? Mike, 
How are you doing? Hey. And uh, where are you calling from? I, I'm actually calling from, uh, well, I live in Massachusetts, but this is my first time in Delaware. I All actually, right. I'm down here doing a little bit of research for a book I'm not writing. And okay. I'm happy to discover a uh, <laughs> That's good. Kirk Menahan tried his best to do a prank phone call, putting Blind Mike on the spot. Almost immediately, everything went wrong. Let's check in with Steve. Uh, hey, Steve, what's happening? Hola. What's going on? How you doing, big guy? Good. Not, I'm not doing too bad. So I, I actually am doing something interesting here. I have a, two people on right now. I'm for Pompeo, and, and my buddy Lloyd is against it right now. So we both want to weigh in. Lloyd, you go first. Oh, hey, wow. I uh, <laughs> This Pompeo thing, I mean, I think it's going to turn into a pumpkin. I don't think it's... I'm anti-Pompeo, and I'm 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 really just uh, anti-Steve Robinson and all things that go into that. <laughs> just hang up. Go ahead, go ahead. Be Halloween to those jack wagons. Oh, my goodness gracious. Until you started laughing, we could have had him. <laughs> 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 if it wasn't clear to people, I don't have any idea what that topic is. <laughs> Arguably, the king of prank calls was Matt in Providence. He landed one after another, but the one that's most memorable was a guest DJ spot he had on Light Rock 105 in his native Rhode Island. All right, so Matt in Providence uh, does a little DJ dedication. He's a guest DJ picking three <laughs> songs to play. It's unbelievable. We're giving away tickets to Straight No Chaser at Mohegan in December. Matt from Woonsocket on the line, and he chose to hear Bruce Springsteen today for a very uh -huh. special reason. Matt, explain why. He's crazy. So the reason I'm choosing Bruce Springsteen is because my, my aunt Shirley, she's currently in hospice care after a long bout oh of lung cancer. And, oh um, you know, I love you, Auntie. Pretty soon you won't have to wear that winter hat inside anymore. <laughs> I know you've already seen him in concert 66 times, but I'm hoping this dedication will be almost as good as number 67 would have been. I love you. That was so sweet. So, so sweet. Is this your mom's it's sister? Poor. It is. My so you said earlier when we were talking off the it's air poor. that you have an inside joke with your aunt. Just the whole, you know, she's not going to have to wear her winter hat inside anymore. That's kind of one of her big things, you know. Ever since the chemo, she's been cold all the time and she always likes to joke about how she hates wearing a hat inside. You had mentioned before that your aunt loves to hang out and listen to Light Rock 105 all day. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This can't be real. Yeah. This is the, the, we the, mentioned before. Did Matt, did Matt hire this woman? Like, this, <laughs> a, a, a production? Oh, well, you're going to find it. Hold on. Buckle up. This is, this, this is seriously This is seriously unbelievable. Matt, I, just got a, I just got a cryptic note from Matt. He was like, you might want to be listening to this station at noon. <laughs> Matt, Matt might be the best. This is this is. Unbelievable. All right. Is it, it gets better? Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Go ahead. A lot? I go see her uh, just about every day if I can, you know, when I'm on my break. So I'll head over there if I can and hang out with her for about an hour or two. Well, I think you are a very sweet nephew to be doing this for her. Here he is. It's Bruce Springsteen off the album Born in the USA from 1984. It's Dancing in the Dark on Light Rock 105.
Matt from When Socket is the guest DJ on You Are the DJ Triple Play on Light Rock 105. Bruce Springsteen is the artist we're playing three times in a row for Matt's Aunt Shirley, who <laughs> listens every single day. And you wanted to dedicate this I to love her this show. I got it. I love this show. Has had a long bout with lung cancer, and she's always wanted to hear herself or her name on the radio. Definitely getting that done today. Now, growing up, I've had a lot of aunties, and those aunties let me do things and took me to places that my mom would never have done. Can you relate? She actually always used to take me around for rides in her Suburban. And I would sit all the way in the third the third row seating with the back door open, oh. going, driving around parking lots. Oh, my goodness. You know, pretty dangerous. Yeah. What? I love it. Yes. I had the uh, the same kind of situation. And now what? Wait a what? Maybe there is. I don't think there's any way you had the same kind of situation. Maybe, maybe she's the biggest fan maybe. going. Maybe. Sister is like that. With my own kids, I'm like, Leah, they need to be in booster seats. That's funny. All right, here's the thing. You're the guest DJ. Let's show off for Aunt Shirley a little bit, okay? I'm handing over the mic Ooh, to hit you, the Matt. Post? Go ahead. Hi, yeah. this is Matt from Woonsocket, and I'm your guest DJ today. Here's Bruce Springsteen for Auntie Shirley on Light Rock 105. He's, uh, he that's, missed an opportunity on that one. What, what do you do? He could have thrown in, like, uh, any further to the right, I'd be in your glove box, that's something true. like that. That's true. The station that reaches the beach. But, I mean, we are really, you're nitpicking there. But, yeah, right, that's exactly. Like, he did, that is, he did, that he is, did switch exactly. from auntie to auntie. Aunt, he did, he did. He went oh, from auntie to auntie. Yes, he did, he did. That's great. Matt, I think that's, that's the best. That's the best call yet. One of the unsung heroes in the fight against Bob Murchison's tactics is John Featherston. It was Featherston who got the ball rolling for a peace vigil in Sherbourne, Massachusetts, Murchison's home. The show listened to Featherston's plea to the Sherborne Town Council for a permit for a prayer ceremony and immediately made a call to action to all Mena fans. So what happened last night in the fine city of uh, Shelburne? Is that right? Sherburn. 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 Oh. I've always been saying Sherborne. Sherborn? Shelburne? I don't know. I always get this confused. Bob Murchisonville? That's fine. So uh, John Featherston put... put Put out a, a uh, petition or no? What was it? A, uh, John Featherston applied for a permit to hold permit's a, what I'm looking for. a prayer vigil right. to bring healing and unity to the world. Because Sherburne, of course, has been torn asunder by this feud between Murchison and everyone else. Right. So right? we're coming together to bury the hatchet. Okay. Uh, and when would that be? This will be November 2nd at November noon. 2nd. Saturday. Yes. So it's a week from Saturday. It's at the corner of Route... Shut up. It's a Go song, ahead. isn't it? Route 16 and Route 27 at Peace Abbey, which okay. is the town square. Peace Abbey? Yes, it's right in front of the uh, new condo. Uh, oh, is that an abbey? Some sort of a state, uh, some sort of condo complex, right? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with the gentleman who put that together. By an up-and-coming oh. developer. Anyways, yes. we'll be there. It'll be a, a peaceful, prayerful gathering. Okay, we're going to have somebody religious there? I'll be there. I'll lead okay. a prayer. Well... Okay, let me get me once to hear from you. Someone actually. Yeah, is it going to be? Is it going to be someone like God? You want me to get a local, a local yeah. mom? Well, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe John can find somebody in that area who's willing to officiate the event for us. Right. We must have somebody listen to us who has some religious fault. No, you would think. I get, probably not, but I, I don't. Somebody, maybe Mike Portnoy. Oh, there we go. It's a religious guy who could bring in, you know, something like that. So, uh, this was pitched as sort of a, a, a healing between us and our opponents. Yes. Okay. Uh, do we have sound of that? Uh, yeah, we have sound of the, uh, the the hearing itself. Okay. I understand it was passed unanimously, though, correct? It was, yes. I wow. think it, I call that a rare win for us. Nice. Which will wind up not happening. It'll get blocked <laughs> next course, week, but yeah, that's yeah. fine. Enjoy the win while we can. I yeah. say celebrate when you can. 
Chunk and talk. Hold on. Let me give you a little. <laughs> let me give you a little backstory on to, as to Mark Oram is because he's another casualty of madness. Mm. Um, he was on the he was on the board or something in that town of Ashland, and the gentleman named Robert Murchison uh, was not happy with something he did. So he tried to make his life, his life. a living hell. And okay. guess what? He was successful. He tried to cost him his job. Turned out was wrong. Try to do this and that ruined this guy's life for years. That's and don't way up, to handle your problems. <laughs> and it wound up not working out for him. But, you know, Mark Orm, I think, wound up having some health issues and his family had some health issues. I don't know if they're related or not, but uh, I'm sure the stress, I can tell you, can certainly eat you up. So I, I don't know. I met Mr. Orm once. We talked for a bit and he seemed uh, still rattled by the process. I mean, this was a years-long process over, I think, some zoning issue hmm, yes. that Bob didn't like. And then he accused Orem of lying and double dipping and stealing funds or something. I'm, I'm going at this 20% half ass, but something like that. But, I mean, just total slander, par for the course. And then within that town board, Murchison basically brought somebody from out of nowhere and plucked them on the board. Right. It was Judy Margulies lady. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like House of Cards. It is. Shit it really is. It's so fucking crazy. I, I think it was actually in Ashland, the neighboring town, I think. I mean, we, we can tweet it out and look it up. It is total, total madness. And Featherston has got balls the size of friggin', you know, whatever. What, the size of what, Mike? Uh, globes. Yeah, he's got balls the size of globes, yes. <laughs> John Featherston had a weekend show in Western Mass. Um, and he told my story when I was, Jerry's story, in the middle of it. When we weren't allowed to talk about it. He went on the air and talked about it. And... Uh, Murchison wound up pressuring that station, and guess what? Those pussies did there, caved and took this guy off the air. Gone. So uh, it, crazy that a station in Western Mass oh. would cave to that. Like, well, actually, why, so, why would they give honestly, it? but it's actually it, it makes more sense than EEI. Yeah, they have no yeah. money. Right, right, right. Right. I, I would just cripple you. I right. will. I will. You know, ruin your existence. Right. I mean, it's just the worst. The worst human being in the world. I mean, honestly, the worst human being in the world. Not what I've heard. And if you get a tattoo, it actually be a Murchison era tattoo. That's true. That's what I would say. That's what yes. people would call that's it. What, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that's what that. I mean, what an awful human being. That's I mean, not what, what I hear. Well, I understand. We'll, we, 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 we'll get, Mike, we, we know you got made a phone call yesterday. We'll get I'm to it. Saying. I understand. I don't, don't want to hear any more of your lies. You bounced back. You bounced back yesterday with your with your phone call. I like John a lot. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. But, like, think about what he's proposing. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're at the Sherborne Select. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, he's actually doing a, a pretty damn brave thing in that yes. world if oh, you absolutely. really think about it i yeah, mean yeah. he's in that town he's got big balls he got balls the size of i don't know mike what would you say uh uh tires okay. snow tires <laughs> he's balls the size of snow tires <laughs> why'd you say are snow tires bigger than regular tires yeah i think so right I no they've I'm... just got studs on them oh, so he's got know. big studs, tires studded snow, balls snow tires yeah. <laughs> a sandwich a meatball sandwich <laughs> A yeah. book, a nonfiction book. Well, I want to give people the whole picture. I know? understand. You get the balls the size of War and Peace is what you're saying. Yes. Right? Sure. Yes, okay, fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Every, the this show's out of bounds so far today, I gotta say. I really is. It is. It's getting crazy. Uh, it's not a good optic for Sherborne. It's not a good optic for Sherborne. It was a horrible optic for WEEI and Intercom. It's become a bad optic for Barstool Sports. I could either complain about it, keep my head in the sand, uh, continue to see family, friends, co-workers affected by it, or I could be part of change. 
I am not only as the former selectman and the former chairman of the Board of Health, I'm also a Justice of the Peace. I also hold oh. two Governor Baker appointments. I'm also a member of Rotary International. Hold on. So he can marry somebody at this thing? Oh, yeah. I guess if he's uh, a Justice of the Peace. What the fuck are we doing? All right, this is it. We're done. Minda fans out there, there's got to be some Minda fan couple out there who wants to get married, doesn't want a big ceremony, doesn't want a lot of money. They want a bunch of people around who are like-minded. Right. Is there a better unifying moment than that? That's The great. unity of marriage? I like that. Why don't we do that? As long as Bob's the ring bearer. We're, I want a wedding there. That's it. I'm, put, I'm calling it out. I, okay. want the, I want the first Kirkman, wherever the first Kirkman the hand show baby, KMS quotes is having his baby, right? His mm -hmm. wife is having their baby. Thanks to Roman. And now we're going to have a Kirk Minahan show wedding next Saturday, November 2nd. That'll be fun. Will you yes. be the officiant? Uh, what did I just say? Or the best man. I just said that Fessions just for the peace. Okay, right. So you'd, Fuck, would well, you be the best man? I'm happy to be the best man. I'm All happy right. to be the maid of honor. With less than a week's notice, a wave of Mena fans from up and down the eastern seaboard came together in solidarity. This was a watershed event as, for the time being, Murchison has retreated. After the rally, everyone gathered at Jack's Abbey for pizza, brews, and a surprise live show. The program talked about their impressions of this event. What is the stuff that we didn't talk about? Give me a little two-day-later reaction. How you feel? Any, anything that I missed? I'm upset I'm, with Linda Marks. I know you yeah. are upset, but she had Larry and John. I've, I, I've done 180 on that. So I was, She's tweeting out pictures of her performance last night. So did her laryngitis just remarkably Ooh, get better? I didn't I'm, know I'm, look, I'm looking at a picture of her with a microphone in her hand. At some, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you send the money yet? In no. Poor taste. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I don't know if we can pay her. She performed last night. I'm looking at a picture of her right now on stage with a microphone. Seems strange. You're right, did, Mike. Did that anyone, does seem strange. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyone, I'm I didn't, saying I didn't the, speak to her. The, did the, she definitely have laryngitis? The oh, I want to speak to her because she had laryngitis. Right. I don't want to get laryngitis. I don't know if it's. I don't know if that's transferable or not. The professional thing for her to do would have been he's to say... He's not interested in that. He want, he's fucking... He's, doesn't matter. So, Let's not so, get into the so details fucking medical here. podcast, you yeah. asshole. I have, I, have fucking, I have shit to talk about. Go ahead. The professional thing would have, have been for her to not show up. Have you taken by the way, since Saturday? No, I haven't. Okay, go ahead. The professional thing would have been for her to not show up, just to bow out. So you don't want to work with her against No, I don't. Continue. Go ahead. I'm interested in that. I think she's... I'm uh, trying well, to get my mic to work. Number, number one, she's a diva. Number two, she whoa, didn't whoa, perform. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was her number, number, number three... So a lot of, there's a lot of you miss when you show up at 12.06 and you just leave when it's over. <laughs> what, 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 did I, what did I miss? Well, we're, we're, we're lugging her stuff around for her, helping her set up. We're catering to her. She doesn't sing any songs. She doesn't come prepared to, with a backup plan. I was impressed that she had, she had Happy Birthday to Kirk, but she had the lyrics there just in case she forgot just, them. Well, you know, yeah. that's a tough and, and she played, she played like half of the song. She didn't know how her equipment worked. And then at the end of the day, who's up, who's up next to you? Next that was, to podcast that, that, Jesus that, that, for all the pictures. We got to, was, you'll hear, that was my biggest issue. Come that is on. Strange, that yeah. is strange. My, I mean, I'm, I don't even think, frankly, nobody should be there. Sure. Not well, Mike, true. not Jerry, not you. Nobody. Well, your brothers is, were there. My brothers can be there over the side. Yes. Like uh, the apostles were. What was the feedback in the Geary family world after they're being so prominently positioned on Saturday? They no loved it, honestly. Yeah. They did. Yes, they really did. They said you were very nice to them, which I was surprised. By. I was very... Yeah. The, the, the big takeaways I said is how social I was. Oh, my God. I turned a it social on. butterfly. I turned it on like... Well, I, these people, this means a lot to them, and it means a lot to me. Yes. This is a big day. This is a day where everyone gets together, and they can just be themselves in this little world that I created. That means something to me. So you can't go there. And be like the uh, um, fucking asshole. Like, you're there. Right. You're there. Right. They want to see you. They want to take pictures with you. They want to talk to you. And I like, and I liked watching 
seeing like Dave Cullinane talk to people. Or like uh, this <laughs> entire was, world. Yeah. Cullinane knows how to work a room. Or Steve Robinson. Well, Steve yeah. Robinson taking pictures with people. Or, or Mike, <laughs> you know, not being social at all. It was interesting. <laughs> I was social. Yeah, you I mean, should have put on my glasses for all the pictures. But. There was this little crew over there in the corner where it was the Geary's and uh, I don't know, this other solo person, woman who was alone, who Kevin kept trying to talk to. <laughs> There's this crew together, though. I don't know what the hell was going well, on. Hey, you guys there. can come to us, you know? Mike Step, did you meet Mike's stepfather? I did, yes. Nice he threatened guy. me. Very you nice always did? Yeah. Yeah, he threatened me a couple when I did the. Well, you'll hear a couple of the jokes later on. <laughs> that, uh, by the way, that, the only, was, that was probably the highlight. The, uh, those jokes in front of Mama Geary. Yes. Yes. I would say, by the way, Mike violated the only rule I had going in was no Las Vegas stuff. I was not going to do it. And you fucking made the joke. I about did. It. You did. I got a couple beers in, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you fucking, you sobered up yet or no? A little bit, yeah. How, yeah, how about geez. that line about his girlfriend, too? Holy cow. Oh, yeah, you got you know, Is that what you like when you're drunk? You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> Jesus, now I know I defends I mean, all these I mean, people. I hear it. I know I defends all these people. I think wine stings and, I mean, Jesus. I disagree. It's like people watching it right in front of me. Some hilarious quips and some interesting points. <laughs> that was a very me. cutting remark. Oh. <laughs> and she's very, she's lovely. Yes. She is. She's very nice. Seems like she's in on the joke. Yes. More than Mrs. Warthog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Well, she wasn't prepared for that. You Jesus. Know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone's laughing. I can smile. I mean, the the warthog himself is not a real ball of energy. I don't no, know. If you you hang out that. with this fucking drink. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a good talk to him about. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But <laughs> I was literally talking. It was the first time you and I had really talked in, yeah. that day. And I was look. I was literally about to make a joke like, and of course we got some fucking psycho listener. And it was fucking warthog. It was the warthog. I thought it was just some one of these guys who just watching us. Because no. I, I was talking to people, and you would see people just staring, like standing, yes. and just like. They expect, I don't know what they expect. Yeah, they don't want to, it's almost like they don't want to bother you, but they're right up in your face, kind of. Yeah. I will tell you, if you lined up every single person who was at the rally and you told me one of these people is nicknamed the Warthog, it I would have picked, picked the yeah, Warthog. He <laughs> <laughs> was the first pick. <laughs> Looks like you guys probably know this, the actor Curtis Armstrong, who played Booger in uh, the Revenge of the Nerds films. He'll know that and yes. be uh, flattered by it. Yeah, he, there's sure. a, there's a, he may be his son. <laughs> I would say there's a real resemblance there. He's in risky business. He, he'll know who he was. I'll look him up. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Anything else a couple of days removed, Steve, other than Linda Marks? That's good. I like that. I'm just interested to know what Bob's take is going to be. Oh, I'm sure it'll be measured. And Is he just going to give up now? Does he surrender? Yeah, probably. I think oh, I'll probably tell you. Sure. Well, we might have mentioned this, and I can't remember. But I'll tell you what the real takeaway is for me. Is I'm guessing you, we did mention it, Mike, and you don't <laughs> I just forgot. How many beers think you had? I don't. People just kept handing This is one difference. Did one, you urinate? I did not during that. No. Did you urinate? He, does, he doesn't pee. Did you yeah. urinate Chick-fil-A? At Chick Fil A, I oh, did. That's yes. nice. That's nice. What'd you get at Chick Fil A? Uh, number two. I was starving, by the way. I, I nobody know, we didn't gave, eat. Nobody the gave me any food. Didn't, didn't give me any food. Really? I thought you had pizza. I had one slice. Yeah. It was good pizza. It was actually good pizza. It was. We had fifty of them. I know, Steve. I'm so up? proud of that. Yeah, congratulations, Steve. You got fifty. You make them. Steve, Steve doesn't know how to take his shirt off. Did you see this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. So we got, so Saturday oh, we did, so I get up there and I walk up, you know, and, and arise like, it was great. I rise like Jesus on top of the mountain. Yeah. It was perfect, perfect. I was said to my brothers, just hide me. And I go up there, I start screaming. Yeah. And I see Steve and I don't know why I started chanting. Tattoo or something? Yeah. 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 And as I take it the off. The crowd was chanting for me to take yeah. my shirt off. So he took his shirt off and what happened? How did you not take your shirt off traditionally? Well, I was trying to just like. Did you see, you didn't see him? Like, no, it's too far <laughs> away. I was trying to just like tip. Tip it down a little tattoo, bit, right? And then uh, that wasn't working out, so then I had to go to take the whole thing. Off. <laughs> but he doesn't know how to do it. Like he didn't go yeah, through the took, buttons. Took me like, like a minute. He like yeah. went over his yeah. head. He's and never like, undressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the tweet was, "I was crying." Did you see the tweet? No, it was funny. It was just like all oh, this code. <laughs> He's malfunctioning. Yes. He, was, he was malfunctioning. There was an error. <laughs> He's half robot, like half, but made in Russia, and I don't know what happened. Like just a. 
not, something's not quite right. Yeah, Steve works on basic what we know of America. Right. Uh, you people eat burgers and pizza. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a red snapper, Mike? I did. You did. Yes. Well, you're quite an eating day. No, I only well, then I went to Chick-fil-A after. after. That's yeah, a good yeah, day. Yeah. So yes, I did. DEC was there as well. He was there, and that was my big takeaway: is that I hear DEC's uh, kibitzing with other Mina fans about doing a Mina fan show sans MHB. I said this on the podcast. Mm, very, I said it Saturday. Very while you drunk. He didn't fucking hear his well, face was on the ground. Who has time to remember? <laughs> That's true. It's totally your job. <laughs> I like giving the. I liked giving those people there who stuck. You know, again in sort of Springsteen parlance, it was called a, a Bruce sneak back in the day when he was done with the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought he was done. Some people were lingering around. Bam! Sometimes it'd pop back out with the E Street Band and give you four or five songs you didn't expect. That was a smart way to do it. A surprise even to me. Exactly. Probably would have uh, cut was, a few what, beers really? out. Was strange. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. What do you say? How about you That's fucking... That's one, one difference. But, uh, a nice reason, like a, a thing that women have to go through that men don't even think about is I was handed... However many beers it was, and didn't even give it a second thought. Yeah, you're not that thinking they, this all. That these strange men were just handing me drinks. All I, I would not have done that. <laughs> I was concerned for my own health at that point. That's fair. I was walking to the bathroom at one point. One of the guys said, I'm, "I'd be honored to hold your dick for you." <laughs> and did you allow? It? I did not. Okay. <laughs> that seemed to be over the line, so I decided wow. to uh, not have that. Where's the Where's the, where the line? <clears throat> and then nobody even knows where Jerry is. Still, I mean, Jesus. So I understand Jerry yeah. and Colleen were talking for like an hour. Oh God! In the I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Saturday. I found out after. It was like I was interrupting when I said, see it, Jack. It was like I was interrupting yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Cullinan. Boy, they talked for an hour? Well, I mean, there's a lot of ideas. What, does Jerry do a show with Perky Pete? I don't know. Is that like the first time they've been together since we had him in here? Probably. Probably, yeah. Definitely. Probably. Like Jerry said, it was the first time you ever met them. You forgot the other <laughs> Oh, nice. To, how's it going? Who are you? So, yeah, the, the question is, what does Bob think? And... My answer is, as always, because of who he is, this isn't going to change him at all. He won't change. Not going to change. No, no. Although... The I'm, walls... Are, I, oh, 12 Angry Men. Yes. So in 12 Angry Men, thank you. 12 Angry Men. Have you, you've seen it. No. You haven't seen 12 Angry Men. How no. is that possible? Have you ever heard of it? Uh, maybe. Really? You ever saw it in school? I've definitely heard... I've, I've seen like it parodied many times. Yes. I've just never yeah, seen I think Sarah... Uh, Amy Schumer Amy Schumer parodied. did a famous yeah. one. Yeah, with Kevin Pollock or whatever. So the beginning, it's basically a murder trial. 1950s whatever and Henry Fonda is the one guy who's not willing to say that somebody's guilty and he turns the other 11 jurors around and finds out so whatever I think Merch at the beginning didn't have 11 people you know with him or whatever but now it is the, the tide is turning and I think even people on the left your Cynthia Dills I heard the men the fans this morning play this guy one of Riccio's buddies who's now everyone's that saying was well the big thing I noticed yeah what's going and when you explain it to people more and more and I think Saturday demonstrated perfectly I tweeted this out I say you guys tweet out things similar this is just a bunch of people loony as they are I'm included having a great time this show is about calling people playing bad radio fucking laughing shitting on stupid stuff just doing dumb and and the people love it because a it's inclusive. It's, I think it's a super inclusive show once you get into it. I understand it's tough to dive into. But, I mean, there's no better... Nobody interacts with their audience more than we do. Nobody respects and likes the audience more than we do. Nobody includes them in it. And we just have a good fuck... I, this is the most fun I've ever had doing a show by far. And I think people... I can just tell you from Saturday, people fucking love it. And it's the to me, it's the weirdest show to go after ever. And I thought about this also, because I'm going to forget this, because my memory is slipping. Um... Like I heard them talking or somebody else was talking about how if you have hateful thoughts about 
uh, if you're anti-trans or anti-that, you know, don't listen to this show. I would actually disagree. If you're an anti-trans person, listen to this show. We might, and we might, we might change your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, like we, I, I, you know, I would say listen to it. And if you don't, and after, if you're still an anti-trans person, fucking listen if you want. But, you know, we just disagree on that yes. topic. I love this idea. You know, don't now, listen if you're, well, well, why not? Listen to it. We have people on. We have some more people on and continue conversations where your mind might change. I, I mean, now, half that, that first sentence will be clipped. And well, the of course other half it will. will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope it is. And I hope it is. And I, I mean, that, that's the other thing. You just can't operate. Yeah, you just right. can't care about that. But I, I'm I, I don't think he'll change at all. And and I mean I I don't know where you guys are, but that's I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I think this is a group that's made out like that's going. Bob's gonna look for a way to make that look like it was Charlottesville or something. Of course. And the most offensive thing we did was chant Dale sucks into his voicemail. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it was a group that was just it was a group that was just having fun. Fucking name right. What is wrong with you? Relax. Oh yeah, relax. I come in here, you're screaming at everybody. I don't uh, even just one guy. Uh, just reminding me what a psycho you are. You're screaming about nothing, by the way. Just Correct. That's my whole point. Oh Christ. Kirk's old partner at WEEI, Jerry Callahan, was let go by the station in June. With his contract completed in September, Callahan was free to appear on non-entercom programs. Kirk Menahan and Jerry Callahan were reunited in October, and for longtime fans of Menahan, it felt like the good old days. Kirk and Jerry talked about the Callahan removal from WEEI and who was really responsible. You call, so I'm driving up to Maine, and you call me. First of all, I think you know, and I know, in, from what we used to do, that when you're that close to your contract being up and they haven't talked to you yet, you're not coming back. Well, I told you they weren't. Right. Uh, bringing me back, and you didn't believe it. Well, I felt bad. I didn't. I didn't no, you, you just know. kept saying they're going to bring you back. Which well, didn't make any sense back. to me. But then they're I thought gonna... about. But the only thing I would say was, remember we talked about it, and we agreed was, listen, if they think it's going to placate Murchison, right, they'll do it. And I think, right. and ultimately, that's what it was. There's no. That was the only issue. I mean, they literally told me, sat down with the general manager, <laughs> and he said, this business model isn't working. So this is after the show that Friday. Uh, so you do the show Friday. Correct, Friday. You have, July you have no 12th. idea that the. I mean, you obviously we've taught you. Well, we I had some idea, but I thought they would wait. I got to give my friends at Entercom credit; they gave me uh, the last seven weeks off. That's true. Could they could have kept me till the end of the summer? So you do that Friday. Sh- so you do that Friday show, and he said this just isn't working. They call the you into into whose office? Hannon's office? Hannon's office. So it's Hannon's Arbano. You? Yes. Okay. So you know what's happening then? Yes. Or no. Yes. You know you're getting it then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you walk. And he in. just said it, it had nothing to do with anything other than Bob Murchison. Like same with. Well, with you, it was a little more complicated because you're complicated. I am complicated. But he said it lost $4 million a year last two, like $8 million, And I think it's more, actually, $8 million in the last two years. They just couldn't afford it anymore. Right. And they had to make a change. So Isn't one it amazing guy, when you, when you, literally one guy brought us both down, you know, changed the whole station, changed the way everyone does their job. Jerry Callahan returns January 6th with the Jerry Callahan Podcast. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. This guy, Harlan, did not say that you finished second the specific year you said you did. He did not confirm that. I never said a specific year. Well, that's even worse. Hmm. You said around 2013. No, I, I, I just said it was it was in Dexter. It was a hot dog eating Oh, contest. wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I never whoa, said a specific whoa. year. You said 13 or 4. You said you said you gave a couple of years. Uh, that was guessing. Oh, my God. Guessing. It was six years <laughs> off. Steve Robinson made a passing comment over the summer at a golf tournament at Foxwoods Resort saying... He came in second at a hot dog eating contest. As time went on, details emerged that questioned Robinson's version of events. Emerging was the winner of the contest, 
Harlan Ackerson of Maine. With Ackerson's emergence, Robinson's story became murky. Not done. Go, go Our ahead. friend Rich Mandarin says, hey, well, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. this guy Harlan appears out of nowhere. Also true. Who knows well, where that account also, came from? Also, that's also true. Are, is, this, are, is this you? Uh, Harlan did reach out to me and said, hey, why are people contacting me sure to ask about did. a hot dog contest sure from 10 years did. ago? Yes, I'm sure he did. Beautiful mind. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what, did you, what did you say to that? Uh, I said, oh, that's Steve a long talking story. to himself. You are not real. <laughs> Robinson said he spoke to Ackerson and had an important update on the Dexter hot dog champ's life. I and caught up with him a little bit. He's not living in Dexter anymore. He's got three kids. Happy life. But he's still competing every year in the hot dog contest? I, I, and I don't know about every year. I hope so. Yes. He actually he just recently went to Foxwoods to see Gabriel Iglesias. Okay, we don't care about that. <laughs> the show expressed doubts in the story as the details Robinson discussed seemed to fray and unravel. The show became more skeptical when Robinson could not even pinpoint a year in his participation in the event. Do you, believe, do you, do you have doubts about Steve's story? Yes. So do I. So do I, by the I think, way. I think America does. <laughs> I think Steve entered one year and finished like fifth. <laughs> Just say that. No, so it, sad. It's too late now. I mean... It's not too late. If I was trying to Kevin Cullen this thing, wouldn't I have just finished first? No, I don't, no, 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 no. That's, that's more it interesting. Adds to the yeah. intrigue. Correct. Yes. Like, oh, boy, I would love to have won. You were wronged. Yes. Yeah, you were <laughs> cheated. So you finished second one year in the hot dog eating contest. Yes. You stand by that. Yes. Which year was it? Uh, I'm, I can't be certain. Well, if, if I had to put a gun to your head. Can't be certain. To your wife's head and said, what year is it? Or she's dead. I know, some, somewhere between 2008 and 2014. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Harlan says it could have been 2007. <laughs> you don't know. That the, seems to sit it's, outside it's, your it's timeline, not, partner. It's not, it's not one of those things does you remember. Does your window it's seem a little like, strange to you? It does. It does. It's, it's not like playing in a fucking Super ah, Bowl. Was I 18, 25? Yeah, Who knows? I mean, did you compete in every year? <laughs> no, it was just a one-off. So then you should remember if it was but 10 years ago or six, not specifically even we always year. We always had some kind of Dexter Days or Wild West Days or the Red Hot Dog Festival. It was just like a thing that Dexter did, a small little carnival. One year, I took second place in a hot dog. When, when you've eaten as many hot dogs as <laughs> <laughs> Who can remember? The story would not go away, and more Meta fans became involved in the investigation. Again, Robinson's explanations fell flat. People are still interested in this investigation of the Steve Robinson's hot dog eating It's contest, not going away. I've tried is, to cover for this guy as long as I could. It's kind of like with John Edwards when he ran for president a few years ago. Yeah. Once the ball starts rolling and the truth starts coming there's out no like that, it. there's no stopping there's it. There's no stopping it. And I it saw a report stranger stranger. that said a couple of years ago was only the second or third annual one. Did you see that? Right. How do you answer that? <laughs> well, they had hot dog eating contests at the Dexter days and the Wild West days. It only recently became the Red Hot Dog Festival when Big, Big Hot Dog came on board. Hmm. <laughs> Big Hot Sorry, Dog. Sorry, I asked. <laughs> the only way this debate could be settled was with an old-fashioned hot dog eating contest with old-fashioned red snappers from Maine. In this contest, our future Discord lead, Patrick, would come out on top with Robinson again taking second place, perhaps for the first time. And Rich Kelleher joined as a little hot dog boy. Steve Robinson's reputation as producer and fill-in host of the Howie Car Show was as a conservative boy wonder with deep connections to politicians from D.C. to Maine. After joining the Kirk Menahan Show, Steve's brand was that of a pathological liar and possible Russian infiltrator. Robinson made a passing reference to an alternate way of saying sterile. 
This led to multiple ways that you can refer to your father or mother's sister. So I'll, I'll just email him today and ask what's going on because, I mean, there's no sense in writing blog posts if they're not going to post something as Yeah, I mean, there's not. But there's two, two in a week, yeah. There's nothing. What is, as what is that? Sterile? Sterile? Sterile. Sterile? Sterile, yeah. That's how you say it? No. Oh, no. sterile? <laughs> it can be either. Who the fuck says that? It can be either. No, but I think either. either. <laughs> You're an idiot. Sterile? Yeah, I think that's how the British say it. Oh, well, excuse us. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Pish posh. Did you, did you say you go to the loo yesterday when you had to go take a piss during the show? <laughs> Sterile? go weak. Is that really your concern right now? Is that now? how you say it for real? I don't, Is that really your concern? What, 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 I, what am I going to do about the other thing? I, I, I mean... This we can fix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this we can nip in the bud. Okay. Sterile. Do you say sterile, though? I have, yeah. Really? Yeah. Nobody thinks. Nobody says you're a douche? Like you ever he, heard that word used like, like he that? Says, I like that he says, I have. Like, yeah, I dip my, <laughs> I dip my toe in sometimes. <laughs> Get a little wild. You've said that before like that? Yeah. Really? Yes. Have you ever heard it said like that? Sterile. St- um, I don't think so. Now it sounds weird because I'm overthinking it. But You say futile or futile? Futile. Why don't you say futile? Oh, we had this discussion so with, uh, with Ann Coulter over her book. You did? Futile, futile, I think, sounds better. Futile sounds better sometimes. I don't know. It depends on how you're using well, it. It was just as good then as it is now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed that conversation. <laughs> you, you're the one fucking asking. You said sterile out of nowhere. Sterile. Futile people I was using say. it to describe that it wasn't a toxic blog post. It was just normal, safe. Toxic? Sterile. Or toxic? <laughs> toxic. This isn't a great example, but Francis's blog post about Sean Latham, he accuses him of like jerking off the child porn and stuff. So yeah, I think no, like the, I don't I don't think there's the shit talking. No, I think that fun. was just a maybe just an oversight. I don't know. We'll, we'll assume. Uh, yeah, we're still, I, we're, I we're still at orange. My so my guess would still, be yeah. My guess would orange, be, not orange. Still at orange. Orange. Still at orange. No, orange is right. No, orange is right. Still orange? at orange. Orange. Yes. What you say ant? Either are. What's, what's orange? What's orange backwards? What is your mom's, what do you call your, if you had, your mom had a sister, what would you call her? Aunt. Aunt. Okay, not aunt. No. Right. Okay. Well, I mean. But I that's ha- a Massachusetts thing. I have aunts and I have aunts. What, what? Does that mean? What do you mean? Like you have Aunt Judy, but you have Aunt Rhonda. Why? Just the way it is. Wait, who the fuck are you talking what, about? What is, what are you, Larry Johnson? <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you, you have just aunts or just aunts? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> Like I have an I have an I have an aunt who's not even related to me, but she's an aunt. But I also have aunts. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Where am I? What happened? Where, where... Am I alive? Is this purgatory? What's the difference? You mean there are people? No, I'm gonna try and solve this. What about Rhonda? Makes her more of an aunt <laughs> than Judy. Than Judy? Just what you're said. saying. Is it these particular people maybe from areas of the country where they're called ants? Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I just never questioned it. It's just how you grow up. <laughs> I thought you meant like... What, what do you... What do you oh, like, like, different meant, like, ty- like, like different rankings? Judy embodies an aunt. And Ron is an ant. Ron is merely an ant. It's, it's how it's, it's, how well, it's where said. Is, do you have an, who's Judy? Uh, she's on my mom's side. Oh, I understand, but is she aunt or aunt? I don't care about her. She's uh, aunt. Okay. Where? Why is that? Where is she? Where does she live? Uh, you, know, you, know, you know Judy. Come on, <laughs> everybody's in Maine. Aunt. So everybody's in Maine. Yes. Everybody's so in Maine. that makes no sense then. Maybe it's mother's side is more aunts. I like, side is more I like that he said he agreed just to get this over with. He's like, oh yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe there's different parts of the country. <laughs> they're, all, they're from the same town. They're from different counties in Maine. <laughs> well, where's Rhonda from? Well, I mean, it's like is Rhonda have, from your dad's side? You, you have you have Graham, Gramp, 
Grammy, yeah, Grammy, different. that that's kind of thing. No, it's, that's a, it's different, it's a you idiot. That's what, it, no, that's what a, a kid says to... What the fuck are you talking no, about? It could be any more different. It's not possibly more different than that. informal names for family members. No, it's different pronunciation of the same word. Right. That'd be like if that'd be like if you called your your uh, your mom's dad grandpa, right? Yeah. And you called your dad's dad like Grampy. Grandpa. Or... Or yeah, like you yeah, use yeah. the actual word differently. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that happens all the time in Maine. Like, like if I had a nanny and a me. Like if you happens if, all the time in if, Maine. If one side of your family is French and the other side is not, there can be same same pronunciations of yeah, but Steve, of the same aunt word. and aunt is not different. That's different, not different languages. <laughs> but why why is it a problem? It's not a like, problem. Why, it's why is it a problem? Do you understand why it's interesting or no? I, I can't get past it. I mean, <laughs> I, mean from, from a, I guess from an anthropological perspective, oh, yes, God. it could be it could be interesting. But I don't understand why it's a problem. Whether I have ants. Who or not. said it's a problem? You are. You're making it into I this big fucking deal. No, I'm not no, interested no, no. in no, no. it. You said, you said, and I quote, well, there are aunts and there are aunts. <laughs> right. Some are aunts and some are aunts. Now, if you now, now, now can there be Mike, aunties which, and aunts? Don't yes, you have Steve, 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 you're not, <laughs> you're, not you're get, a smart guy, you're but you're stupid it. a lot. Like, you, you, there's no, like, so Mike, if you had family members, let's say your dad, let's just say your dad had a brother who lived in where, no, even that wouldn't make sense because you would still call him, I, call I, her I've aunt. Got, I've got uncles and uncles, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but that's different because uncle isn't in popular usage. Aunt and aunt. I know, but are. Steve, you wouldn't. Right, but you say one or the other. I just said to you. I just said to you. We started the conversation. I don't even know how by saying if your mom had a sister, what would you call her? You said aunt. You said that. Yes. Except for the but ones not... who were ants. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't understand that. Why? Because your relationship with some of them is ants. What relationship? Aunt. How does you... that change the word? That you just you just know it when you see it. What does that mean? <laughs> you, have to, you have to be in. You, you have to know, know the relationship. You, you know what when you see it. Pornography and aunts, <laughs> aunts and ants. You know what? what so why is Judy an aunt? Because she, it's, I mean, it's tough Kirk, to explain. It's there's classic no, Judy. There's no, Come on, if you know one no, thing about no, Judy. There's no scientific method behind it. I know, but what makes her... There's I'm not no saying sci- scientific. But there's not any method behind there's it. Not, there's absolutely I, no I, method I, to I it. I will agree. It's just something you grow up saying. And who's aunt? Uh, aunt Aunt would be like Aunt Barbie. Barbie? Yeah. Okay, who, that's your dad's sister? Uh, no, no. Who is it? All those are all mom's side. Bunch of sisters. Okay, but so as you... the same s- side of the family in different... Yeah, so it's an aunt and an aunt within the same... Yes, yes. There's, no, there's, no, there's no rhyme and then, or reason. And then, as you said, there's that. some who are not actually, and we all have this. Yeah. Some who are not actually, technically, blood or whatever aunts, yes. but you call them that. Yes. Right. right. Are they aunts? Yes, they're f- firmly in the aunt. Category. Why? Because <laughs> that's what they they've would been be called. aunts, I think. That's they? what they've been called. No. 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 So they're you're, trying, you're trying to create some kind of rule. There is no rule. It's just what It's weird to have, like. Ben has kids, right? Yes. Okay. Is your, so your wife, wife would be... is your wife given that title yet or no? What do you mean? Aunt or aunt? Well, she's the aunt. Uh, she's auntie. She's, oh, Ooh. why is that? Well, she's a lot more fun, you know? Why? That's it. The kids are comfortable with it. It's just, it's, just, why? it's just an informal evolution of a relationship between human beings. Yeah, but the pronunciation of the word, I don't understand. <laughs> this is the most interesting and bizarre conversation I've ever had. It's just the way it's, yes, people pronounce it. There are some people that say aunt and some people but that say But isn't that uniform? But it's, it's, but it's the way you said, well, there are aunts and there are aunts. <laughs> you know, there, some women. In- well, no, but start, up by, but start out by saying definitively, say, no, we call them aunts. Except when we don't, we call them aunts. <laughs> Except for the aunts. The aunts are different. And then he's talked about how you call grandparents different names, which is in no way. It's not the same because they're different, different words. Yeah, the, the words aren't the same. Yeah. Like, what did you call your, or any of your grandparents still alive? 
I have uh, my oh, you me- idiot. I'm yeah. talking to <laughs> shut up. You're stupid. Nobody gives a fuck. Oh, no, go on. Saying. It's okay. There's a glare. I'll let you. I'll let you, <laughs> I can't I'll let you see. take. I'll no, let you fine. take this. Do you have all four of your grandparents still alive? No, just uh, my mom's side. Both. Yeah. Do you see them a lot or no? Uh, when, yeah. When I go okay. back to Western Heights. What do you call them? Uh, Mima. Is the Mima. Gr- yeah. Okay. And uh, what's wrong with that? I'm, not, I'm just saying that that's a that's a uh, I've, that's the first one I've first time I've heard that's that. That's a different word though. Yeah. It's just, I guess I said it when I was a, a boy. Except you have a cousin who calls her Mima, right? And well, Mima. Yes, because she hasn't right. earned in his mind. Right. She's, she's, she's this, not quite Mima. Mimi. Yes. Aunt, aunt and aunt are both in popular usage. I know. They're both but, yes. but, but, but most you're people making up Mima, Mima, But Mima, most people Mima. use it like only one. Is that true? Yes. yes. I have I have an aunt Sandra. Uh, I have uh, uh, or no here, aunt, here well good there might be some people that pronounce like that say aunt and aunt for different aunts and aunts but they wouldn't say well there are aunts and there are aunts I guess <laughs> you know but, what I mean but, they'd be like oh I never noticed that I never everybody's noticed an aunt maybe, in your life right <laughs> maybe they don't call anybody aunt do you no no maybe they've never interrogated why they call someone an aunt and an aunt we were doing that because Kirk was asking the question that's I guess. I think no. there, there are plenty no, of people. No, I think you're alone. I think, I think there are people out there who have aunts and aunts, and they're going to be like, you know what? I never really thought At about At one point that. in here, it seems like, well, in Maine, it's different. I'm like, what, what, why is it different in Maine? Why? It's, it's just a culture up there. It's a regional thing. <laughs> what do you call your grandpa? You how many of your grandparents are still alive? One. Okay, good. Well, it's nice. There's still one left. That's your dad's mom? No. Okay. Your mom's dad? No. Your mom's your dad's mom? Dad. No. Damn it. Your dad's dad. Yes. Still alive. What's his name? Gramp. Gramp. Grant. Okay, there you go. Do other grandkids have a different name for him, or is he uniformly... Uh, all, all, all kinds of different names. It's all over the place. Okay, yeah. right. What is going on in this family? <laughs> this family's wild. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not going to get into their history, but they are wild. Aunts and aunts. What are you? Are you uncle? Unky. Unky. Hmm. Unky. Well, what a fun couple. <laughs> Unky and Ooh, Unky and Anja coming over. <laughs> Where, what, what, what started this? Steve said sterile. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. About what, though? The, about the, the nature blog, of the blog, blog post. Oh, the thank you. The blog post was yes. sterile. So we turned the blog post. That's a natural conversational place to go. <laughs> right. Imagine if you just said sterile. The fuck would we be talking about right now? <laughs> I know. Thank um, God. <laughs> thank you, Steve. <laughs> Steve Robinson has been a fountain of unexpected information. The Maine native stated he's looked forward to returning to vacation land after radio. And he talked about his passion for creating a bed and breakfast. Oh, Steve's like, I can cook. I'll be fine. You think you would? You think you can make that work? Yeah. You think it would be successful? Yeah, I could run like a bed and breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> With a restaurant on the side. Wait, wait what? <laughs> well, I thought about that a lot. A lot? Yeah, a lot. yeah. I mean, a eventually, eventually buying a place up in Maine and running like a restaurant and a bed and breakfast. <laughs> you know what that I love? Sounds like hell. You know what I love Why? about that? Is that if Steve ever does it, it will be only Minifans. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like a tourist attraction. It would be like like a book depository. People would just come and visit. But that your whole life, you're slaves to those people. Yeah, but I mean, you get to you get to live out in the country. You have a Steve nice existence. People, you meet though. you meet other people coming through. Yeah, but why don't you, and just, you just get to cook all day? I like cooking. Why don't you just, just own the house, cook all day, pies. and not have people fucking sleeping in your and shitting in your toilet? Steve likes and, people. He likes interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah but cook. I mean, you also you want to build a business and have something to leave behind for your family. They won't want that. <laughs> well, then <laughs> they can they can fucking bed and breakfast for. They can sell I it. I hate bed and breakfast. I hate those. You like those? I've never yeah. been. You're a psychopath. I got married at a bed and breakfast. 
it's like people, it's like collaborative and people sit together. I like a Marriott. You get your key, you open, you close a door and it's your own kingdom. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to be like in the fucking room with them. Yeah, but you'll be hanging out with them, cooking your blueberry pies and stuff. No, I don't think so. I'm just going to... It's a bed and breakfast. I'll, I'll feed them. I'll feed them breakfast. I'll feed them meals if they need it. But I'm not going to be like, they're not going to be looking over my shoulder in the kitchen. Well, how about the idea of having like, someone's got to change their sheets and all that shit. Yeah, uh, that's what you hire people for. Oh, so that's you a cost then. You they, yeah, a, yeah. You bring in you bring in like day laborers. You don't bring in the you know a chef to run it. You bring no, in like the high chef school. runs your restaurant. You, you hire you hire like a, a high school kid. So you do all the cooking. Yes. Is so gonna be, how many days a week is it? It's gonna be an everyday job. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a bed and breakfast. Seasonal. Yeah, you definitely have to have a season to it. There's a, there's, there'd be a downtrend yeah, in the sure. uh, in the winter. But I've I've even thought about doing like catered ice fishing trips and like main experiences on the weekend. So you'd pay like 500 bucks to go ice fishing with me. I mean, I think <laughs> who would want to do that with you? I can there's think of a few people. It's a, <laughs> it's a, there's a tremendous tourist market for people who want authentic Maine experiences. Picture a 12 degree day in a couple of months. Steve, Ned Snark and AJ. Right? <laughs> I, I will. I will do a Minifan ice fishing expedition. That's going to be part of the Dexter trip. That'd be fun. Well, oh, not if we're dog. going that's for the true, hot dogs. True, but we, we can do fishing though. Yeah. And you can make hot dogs while you're fishing, right? Get a little fire yeah, so you could fish with hot dogs. So the first annual Steve Robinson bed and breakfast ice fishing hot dog expedition. That seems like a winner. I don't know who would want to participate in that. Steve said I've... Road this, trip. Again, this is for KMS quotes, it, but he's better than this. I believe he said I've often thought about bed and breakfasts. <laughs> I have. Define often. Like, is that a daily thought? Yeah, just sit, sitting around talking about, you know, 20, 25 years from now. What do you want to do? I mean, when I mean you're, you're, not gonna do, yeah. you're not going to be doing this forever, are you? <laughs> I'm not, I would okay. say not for sure, not forever. I'd okay. say you, got two, you have another year and a half. Yeah, and then we're, right. So enjoy it. Yeah, no, so, I'm, I'm sorry for thinking about the future. Well, no, but that's not really a great plan, dummy. Why? Because there's no money there. Uh, I think that there is. I think that, I think <laughs> okay, that well, okay. the, the yeah, tourist yeah. economy in Maine is huge. Where, where in Maine? Well, I think it'd be, have to be someplace on the coast, but a lot of it would depend a, on the real estate it's market. It's a good idea, yeah. But I mean, there, there, are, cheap, places, yeah. there are places further inland, like uh, Sebago Lakes, a good tourist region. I think it should be in the backwoods of Maine. <laughs> I thought about that. Wasakeg and Dexter is a, a good place. There's lots of tourism there on the Moosehead Trail. Greenland's bi- uh, Greenland. Uh, Greenville is a big one. <laughs> Greenland, he slipped up there. <laughs> he did. Green, Greenland. He had an assignment there 20, 28 years ago. I could uh, do it in Guatemala, too. Guatemala's nice, and there's a nice little American diaspora there. Geez. American what? Diaspora. Diaspora, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How creepy would that bed? Would you ever stay at that bed and breakfast overnight? Not alone. <laughs> Not without some assurances. That that Steve's that idea. Steve, Steve, Steve's like, yeah, it'd be great. I'll be making blueberry pancakes all day. <laughs> Gee, what a dream for everyone. <laughs> Dinner, Imagine dinner you wake, time. You wake up. Steve's got his shirt off, making <laughs> blueberry pancakes. I can't even making it all day. Like you don't really need to do that. <laughs> it's like dinner time, curry soup, and blueberry pancakes. Who, who wants a to pile, eat? No, a there pile are five thousand pancakes. <laughs> I do a good roast chicken. I do good beef, brisket, pot roast, chili. I can make anything. I do a good roast. Chicken. A good roast. Who says that it's good? Uh, I cook meals all the time for my family. Just this weekend, I cooked a huge seafood Alfredo, and it was wonderful. Compliments all around. What are they going to say? Even picky kids were eating. What are they going to say? Yeah, but kids are tougher. (laughs) What are they going to say? Kids are tougher. Some are, some are. Kids kids aren't going to lie. Unky Steve, this is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Unky Steve. (laughs) You have no name for it, though. 
No, still working on that. A lot of it, I think, is... is you the lovely is Mrs. Place... Robinson is on board? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, who wouldn't be? Who the, love... fuck, who the fuck do you think I talk about with this? You think she'd just want to leave this, leave her job and just go in the world of bed and breakfast with you and watch <laughs> you cook pancakes all day? What is she going to do? Well, no, she would She would work on some of the desserts and she'd do the interior decorating, some of the marketing. Desserts are for the bros. We have, we've got... <laughs> so, so, Mike, not all the desserts. She'll do some. Like, well, some I mean, of, she's some of, she's yes. got her specialty. No, she does a wonderful right. passion fruit tart. Right, but some of them are yours, She's, she's better with the pot. What do you do though? Not really strong with the desserts. Maybe oh, so, sh so, strawberry shortbread. But desserts are hers, though. You're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. She, interior design and desserts. Yes. Who's the business? You know, working out the color scheme. Who's the business and brain in this whole thing? Well, my brother's an accountant. We'd probably lean on him. You oh, know, a little family expertise. But, sure. But, sure. Uh, yeah, I think that would have to be a, a collaborative thing between the two of us. I mean, this is a this is probably a you know over a million dollar project. Yeah, yeah. You're okay with that? Yeah. Saving up. Okay. That's good. I mean, listen. Hey, Minahan's the only one who has money. I just, oh. <laughs> no, I'm sure you. I'm sure you. I'm sure you have more Pocket than that. No question. Uh, but bed and breakfasts are nightmares. Nightmares. Absolute nightmares. From your experience, never yes. Because you're. It's your. It's like you're in a dorm. People just come up, and it's mostly old people with disposable income, and they sleep on your bed, and then they give you money. No, but they hang out, and you got to hang out with them, and you got to do the whole thing, and you go downstairs in the morning, and it's just fucking awful. Awful. All right, that's fine. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll butter them up for that five-star TripAdvisor review. You have, to, you have to interact with them? Like, you have to eat of course. breakfast with yeah, them? Yeah. That sounds awful. Well, Steve, we bring the pancakes down there. Yeah, he'll be like, you know. Yeah. Imagine taking a vacation, and you got to deal with this guy <laughs> chatting you up. We're appealing to a, a higher class audience. Yeah, if you're a nice day, you, you want know, a burger like, and a cup of chili. That, that'll be on the menu, but it is going to appeal to like, you know, the 50-something Wall Street guy. How many rooms you get away in Maine? This? You've given a lot of thought. How big is this? Operation. I think eight to twelve. I think rooms, really? Yeah, 12 I think rooms, the, yeah, I think the more rooms you have, the more money, money you can make. Right? I think Obviously. that's right, Steve. Yeah, boy, nothing. Boy, you put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I, I've got a theory. <laughs> I think the more money you bring in, the like more the people, more money you'll bring in. The more people I charge. <laughs> yeah, but guy, it's also it's more it's more work. Is, you have to find you have to find. Dare I say it? The Goldilocks. <laughs> You have to hire people too, because it's not going to be like a fifty-person operation. But you can hire high school kids to change beds and sweep. Yeah, floors. but who's going to manage the place? Well, Steve, me, obviously. The manager. Yes, cooking, managing. Okay, who's in charge of, you know, you're, you're going to cook. You, the only cook. No, I don't only cook, but I'm no, probably no, I'm the, you're only the only cook. Okay. Yes, yes. No waiter yes. or waitress or anything. Listen, pal, uh, more than a cook. You know, there might be some. More than some short order shit. I mean, I mean, put it this way. When you're, out, when, some help. when you're out doing your ice fishing expedition and it's lunchtime, who's fucking making the sandwiches? Yeah, that's when you have help. You know, there'll be a division yeah. of labor. I'll have to train them up. No, there'll be oh, a boy. there'll be a, a long rigorous process they go through watching me cook and when they can do oh, it Jesus Christ. almost as good as I can then they'll, they'll be allowed to to step into the big leagues. This hypothetical discussion led to the most ambitious project created by Kirk Minahan. The ice fishing trip to Madawaska, Maine. More importantly, what's the bed and breakfast I mean what's the the main getaway weekend looking like here? Uh, it's looking pretty good. The guy you hooked me up with, he mm -hmm. lives in Madawaska. Yeah, so I have a problem with you. I'm gonna start, I have a problem with everyone in this room today except for myself. Mm, okay. I'll start with Mike. I'm sorry. I'll start with Steve. Uh, I want this to be difficult. Okay. You, Steve's like, yeah, it might be tough. It's a long drive. I don't want to do it in the winter. I'm like, when the fuck do you want to do it in July? You want to have like a like a fucking beach party? It's kind of no, got to be I mean, in the winter because the ice fishing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See? I'm, <laughs> I'm worried about the actual, the danger of it. I, I don't know how many minifans we want to die when we do this. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like when you, I'm when willing to sacrifice a couple for this. If you're talking about January in Madawaska, it gets uh -huh. dangerously cold. 
Well, people live there, right? Yeah, people live there, but they're accustomed to living when it's really, really cold. Well, I'm sure I'm not, there's heat in the I, home. Yeah, but you're on the ice. You're in the outdoors. Yeah, I'm so not, it's I'm, frozen. You're not going to fall in I'm, it. I'm not... But I'm not going to drag a bunch of city boys up to fucking Madawaska oh, and then boys. spend my entire time city trying boys. to trying to keep them alive. Here's, here's my takeaway: You've become a city boy yourself. I only can handle a couple of January days in Madawaska. As as long as you're okay with me leaving a little uh, Minifan icicles up there, I'm fine with that. Well, I, if any of them die, I don't care. If they sign, right. as long as they're on board, All right, we're going to have to have them sign a waiver. And I think it has to be a Minifan mincel sort of road rules, real world challenge <laughs> thing for the right. weekend. Now that's interesting. I want Colinane to film it. You okay. have nothing else to do. Trust me, I'm talking to Jerry yesterday. You have nothing else to do in January. You guys will be up there. You said you want Colin up there. Yes, I do. I would so like Colin up there. So why did you say it's looking like it's done? You tweeted that out. Look, like it's going to happen this morning, you said. Oh, because it is going to happen. Okay. How far is a drive from, is it from, say, here to Madawaska? Uh, it's at the tippy top of Bing. It's probably okay. seven hours, eight hours. It seems like a nice drive. <laughs> you can stop halfway, have a lunch. You know, filming the whole thing. Stop, stop halfway in Bangor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like maybe a we can we can pick up Blind Mike's groupie on the way. Could huh. be. Sounds like a decent. Sounds like a decent weekend to me. Oh, what I'm all in. Two would, nights. You think sounds like no. fun? Yeah, I, I would do a nice fishing trip. No problem. How many Minna fans do you think need to be part of this for it to be a real comp? We need some sort of competition I'd say, aspect. I would say of it. ten minimum. Really? Oh, that much? Yeah, yeah. Ten the guy, minimum. The guy you talked to is cool with it. He's gonna. Yeah, he's um, is a big enough place. Uh, we, we would probably have to get accommodations, I think, because his, his camp uh, is a winter camp. So it's like uh, it would be negative 10 inside. I'm not, see, I'm not hearing an issue here. <laughs> this is what I want to happen. I don't, have like, you ever been camping? No, okay. I would never go. I, I, that's, we already did this. Yeah, that's, I'm not doing that. Stop moving your chair around. It's annoying. Is the ice fishing the key or are there other activities? You got to find them. Uh, well, the guy's going to let us use the snowmobile and his four-wheeler. So I mean, you have to go. Contest. You have to go hunting. That's interesting. Well, no. Why? It's not hunting season. It would not be illegal. We, we can play with guns. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying somebody's got to shoot something or yeah, somebody. Yeah, we'll play with guns. All right. Do you think we'll Amina fans will we'll hunt the guns. most, the most Amina, dangerous game? Yes. Do you want Amina fans killing mincels and mincels killing Amina fans? Maybe yeah, sort I, of paintball activity or something? I think I that know. would be appropriate. No, we'll right, just good. play with real guns. Okay, that's fine. You're going to bring your guns with you? Yeah, of this course. This is like a great weekend. I'm not, it's going to be hard to do a Robinson fishing trip up in Maine without Ben Robinson coming along. Wow. That's yeah. a big, would he do it? Yeah, of course. We're fishing. Jeez. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. So Ben Robinson's in. Uh, I haven't talked to them yet, but. Seems like where, I, where, what accommodations are you going to get up there in January? It's probably going to have to be like the Madawaska Hotel 8 or something. Is there one of those? I don't know. I mean, it's more likely it's like the Madawaska Inn or some Airbnb or something. We're going to have to, we're going to have to get accommodations. That's though. fine. I'm willing to, I am willing to pay myself <laughs> for these accommodations. All right. The GoFundMe will be up later. <laughs> well, I think we can dip into Start the Start donating, folks. There's going to be a billboard. Big billboard. Dip into the fund. How is the, let me look this up. So how do you, how do I'll, you, say, I'll say this. If, if ahead, Kirk Minahan it. comes on the ice fishing trip, I will do the polar plunge. Oh, gee, wow. I'm, uh, <laughs> that incentive for you? I have to turn it down. Can you imagine? <laughs> I think it'll have to happen after December 31st, because on a lot of lakes, that's when the fishing season starts. And people are going to have to go out and get fishing licenses, too. Will people win this opportunity, or is there a vetting process? Well, that's something we? we have to decide. How do people get the uh, win Big the opportunity of your lifetime? I think they have, to, with yeah, we have to figure out a way to, to get some sort of contest to be able to win this prize. I, I mean, that is, I am willing to... Uh, uh, pulling up for some accommodations for a couple of nights. That's fine. The four-point right. charter, we can do that. I might even go up. 
I want to. I'll maybe go to dinner. I won't participate in any events. I won't go over the that scary bridge. But it looks very nice. Yeah, it will be. I mean, the challenge this is just like a beautiful trip. I don't know what you know. This is the challenge. I'm, is I'm excited about. It. I like to go. So ice what is fishing. this guy this offering? Will, this then? will be fun for me. What's this guy offering? Then he's uh, not offering us his place. What, uh, what traps and auger. Um, using like like. Ah, the Acc- accessing the pond from his, uh, okay. I guess, from his driveway, from the his camp driveway. Yeah. Himself. Okay. And uh, also uh, his four-wheeler and his snowmobile, which is fun. You like to have some toys when you're fishing. Fuck yeah. Good. Does it seem like people are excited to be part of this? It does. It does. Yeah. I've had a lot of people reach out. No, I think for this one, I think we can say everyone's invited to, you, you know, we'll get accommodations right. for a night. If everybody wants to or two, we'll, we'll have a big dinner. We'll do a live show from Math. Uh, how great is this? Am I cooking? I'm in. I'm fucking in. Am I cooking? I think you should be cooking. Well, definitely breakfast, Steve. <laughs> All right. right, we're putting this together. All right, done. All right, that's not going to be. I'm legitimately thing. excited about this. I love ice fishing. I don't get to fish enough now that I live down in Mass. Anyway, Mass. <laughs> live in Massachusetts. Mass. That's how a certain sect of people might say. I would say that. <laughs> Someone not from this I live in mass. particular area. <laughs> now that I live in, you know, Min. Yeah. Producer Steve Robinson has had what seems like an endless supply of right-wing political jobs in think tanks and media, all before the age of 30. Robinson hinted at media appearances from earlier in the decade being available on YouTube. In November, the Menahan producer introduced us to a new show character. S.E. Robinson. I don't know. You don't know anything. You're so weird. The things you know and don't know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you he was educated at <laughs> one of these camps. And then they were like, all right, we're releasing him to the world. No one's found his appearances on Russian TV yet. Uh, that's, that's true. true. How, what is that about? I don't know. Yeah, do you have them or no? Oh, yeah. You do? You're they're not going you're not, you're not re- They are? Yes. And no one's amazing. Okay, look, well, come I on. guess I'll get on it. Let me hear one. Are you, is it like a real Russian host? No, it's uh, Thom Hartman. Or Tom Hartman. Oh, so it's just boring conservative talk. Well, he's like the he's like the Bill O'Reilly. No, of, he's a progressive. But he's not guy. Russian. Though. No, he's progressive. Are you speaking? He's, he's fluent like he's Russian like a, he's like a far left. Host. Is anybody talking Russian? No, no. Um, but they are yeah. they are displaying Moscow time down in the corner. They are. Nice. Do you think people in Moscow are really watching? Did you get any fans? I don't from know. There? It's just it's just like it's just like <laughs> Russian propaganda. Half his followers are Russian. Like you would just be pro Russia on the show? No, no, I would just be. I actually shit on Putin on the show, and they stopped having me back on. God, you're oh, fuck, wow. you are fucking, you are fucking wild man. No wonder you two came together. You know, <laughs> you are fucking wild man. <laughs> was this through Howie? No, this was way before Howie. How old were you then? How old are you? Way before Howie. What the fuck? Steve getting pumped up. Hi, hi, I'm little Steve Robinson. (laughs) Investigative reporter with the Heritage Foundation and S.E. Robinson, deputy director of the Paul Revere Project. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) What do they call you? (laughs) Hold on. Steve might have bailed me out today. (laughs) Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Twitter just shut down. The parody accounts accounts have said, we're done. We fold up the tent. We're going home. Oh, my God. Ned Snark's ears are steaming. He doesn't know what to do. There are people. You just said that the people are outside right now protesting this. S.E. Robinson. He's blushing for the first. What does that mean? What is S. Steve what Robinson? Stephen Earl Robinson. Why are you S.E. Robinson on this show? It was my pen name when I was in D.C. doing some journalism. You are the biggest fucking asshole I've ever met in my life. I don't know if Portnoy's ever hit one on the head more than (laughs) calling him a douchebag. What what do you make of this? Honestly, I don't want to do this my birthday. Yeah. 
but we're done here. I think the, I think the podcast is over. Like I think we're just time to move on. Like I think it's we don't even need Desert <laughs> Survivor. I think we're good. I don't even know what. <laughs> no, I'm crying. I don't even know what to. <laughs> I don't even know what... What did I just hear? Play that again. S.E. Robinson. <laughs> Mike didn't hear it the first time. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> Welcome back to the <laughs> Joining me are Lachlan Marquet, investigative reporter with the Heritage Foundation, and S.E. Robinson, deputy director of Paul Revere Project. Let's get back to it. Uh, earlier this so hold week, on, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. S.E. Robinson <laughs> was not the director of the Paul Revere Project. No. Deputy director. Yes. Oh, good. S.E. Robinson. And what was the point of the Paul Revere Foundation? Uh, it was just had this uh, murky role within the vast right-wing conspiracy. And you were making a living doing this? Yeah. How really? old were you? Uh, I was 23 or 24. I did like uh, ghost writing uh, op-eds. and. When you introduced yourself to me, would you say I'm S.E. Robinson? No, no, no. How long were you with Howie? Uh, for five years. But okay. I, was, I was in D.C. You have like, to keep I had, in mind, like you, you ask these Howie. questions. Steve is 77 years old. <laughs> I am convinced of that. I am yeah. convinced of that. Remember, the, you ever see the Green Mile? Oh, uh, yes. The end of the Green Mile, the guy's like 148 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Steve has been around like for, like, Steve knew Thomas Jefferson. Like, I'm, con I'm convinced of this. He's like 400 years old. He was a liberty. Steve, I got a bum elbow. What can you do about that? <laughs> I'm telling you, he's, <laughs> I, I, I am convinced. Of, I mean, does this make any sense to you at all? No. S.E. Robinson? <laughs> Oddly enough, they're talking about the Cold War. Strange <laughs> topic for them to be. I understand Mussolini is making his way in. Like, what, what? What? Why would you call yourself S.E. Robinson? give me Klondike Robinson. <laughs> Klondike 5 for S.E. Robinson. Why would you call yourself S.E. Robinson? Uh, I think it was because there was a, the executive editor at Regnery Publishing, where I got my first job, was a good friend. Uh -huh. And he he was like a well-published author, like New York Times bestselling author. And he was uh, like HWC or something like that. So I was like, oh, if you, you want to be, if you want to be a good author, you got to do, you know, a little uh, like a highfalutin pen name. I mean, just Steve, call yourself Steve Robinson was just like too just vague white guy. Fucking asshole. That should have been your name. F.A. Robinson. Yes. <laughs> F.A. Robinson. <laughs> Is that better? It, probably. Yeah. We're joined by F.A. Robinson, the director of the Paul Revere you, Heritage it a, Foundation. It was a uh, it was a oh. short, short lived nom de guerre. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's alive and kicking. F.A. Robinson. S.E. Robinson. S.E. <laughs> Robinson. I just picture, how old were you then, 23? Yeah, around then. Unbelievable. I, I, like, you know, I was just praising you before, Mike. Mm. This kid's got balls, you gotta say. Oh, yeah. He's fucking 23 on his own. So this was seven years ago. Yeah, you no, said 2012 was, on, was like still network television. We're, doing, we're getting into the. Uh, oh, it's not called network television, Steve. <laughs> it's on in every state in the country. Every, I mean, I know, but Steve, it's not NBC. It's you're pretty on, huge. You're on fucking Russian television. It's pretty huge. Can we hear what you said about Putin? <laughs> network. The, the criticism of Putin. Yeah, I want to hear from network television. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Cronkite. It'd be great if S.E. Robinson has a different voice. S.E. <laughs> uh, Robinson, man. <laughs> Let me hear from S.E. Robinson. Bring you the uh, scoop the of the UN day. Will be sending international Keep in mind, by the way, as we're playing this, States hold on, hold on. To like, we're playing something everybody's heard. This is a network show. Like, we're uh, like, yeah, you guys have already heard it, but for our sake. Right, this is like playing the finale of MASH hey, or Seinfeld to somebody. Yeah. I mean, Harvin's like one of the biggest left-wing guys in the country. 
Yeah. Um, let's play a new game called Tell Me Something I Don't Know, Steve. Like, <laughs> no shit. We know Tom Harbour. This is like when like when uh, Bob Costas interviewed Sandusky. Like, if you didn't see it at the time, you the, saw the, it yeah, after. The clips you saw have, it the next day. The clips have lived on, like, infamy. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it, it literally doesn't go. It's yeah. like it's like that, the weather with the, uh, you know, uh, We Too Low and, and Big yes. Bang Out. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, And, 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 and S.E. Robinson. <laughs> S.E. S. period E. period Robinson. Yes. <laughs> Is Robinson spelled the same? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying, I didn't know if there were three N's or I, I you know I don't know. Good. Here, this is Paul Weyrich. He is the God. the guy He's who founded the American guy. Legislative oh, Exchange yeah, Council. Right? Jesus, he's been there, Steve. <laughs> I see. Sorry. I see. There's no. There's not going to be any suppression. Uh oh. Uh oh. The uh, intimidation. Well, yeah, no, no, hold on. Hold on. I want. I want. I want. Yeah. You're right. I want the part. I want to hear Tom say, "What do you think, S.E.?" This really gets my dander up. Yeah. I don't know. What the hell? It really sticks in my craw. For it. They're going to have their iPhones. They're going to be 19 ready for years it. old. There's, no, there's not going to be any suppression. There's going to be the uh, intimidation. Well, yeah, no, it's not. It's going to even that sounds the old. They're going to have their iPhones. And their, Where does it go to you, though? Why what does he say? Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I want him turning it over to S.E. Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, want to hear him? Like, let's, hear from a, let's hear from a different voice. S.E. Robinson. Yeah. What do you have to say about this? But even there, he sounds old. Like they've got the kids have their iPhones and they're. He's like 58 then. Like, I don't know what you're surprised. When, when will you believe my theories about this guy? I'm, I mean, now I believe it. This is wholehearted. Oddest human being on earth. I'm dealing with Americans' right to vote. You know, but a lot of these red states have actually passed laws saying you can't observe inside the polling place. Well, look, if it's a matter and, of, uh, if it's a really? matter of, yeah, of, I mean, of, of voting. Yeah, that's, that's actually, <laughs> <you're not. laughs> oh, that's me butting in. Aggressive <laughs> SE. I mean, uh, this, this was a problem. Even Republicans, even Republicans are encouraging people to be allowed into the polling stations. Even people on the left. Everybody's ready for it. They're gonna have their iPhones. They're gonna be ready for it. There's no, there's not gonna be any suppression. There's gonna be the. He sounds exactly the same. Yeah, no, it does. It's, not, it's gonna it's intimidate people who commit voter fraud. Like, hey, maybe Dan Moran. All twelve of them. No, no, Jim Moran. Jim Moran. And son today, uh, Project Veritas exposed him. If he His drops a, a fucking a show reference, I'm gonna fucking I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, leaving. Make some fraudulent utility uh, utilities bills, and that'll help. Aren't you, you waiting for it though? In the way, yes. and yeah, if yeah. they look good enough, the show is for organizing the, fraud. Recorded in 2016. This whole thing is you know it's a sewage folly. Like Mitt Romney did when he said that he was living in his son's unfinished basement in Massachusetts. No, he was trying to he was trying to commit systemic voter fraud. There's a pretty big difference, and that that's the son of a sitting congressional rep. I can't, you know, I can't in. speak to that. I know, nothing, I know nothing about the most. He knows. You know, Tom like, Harmon's like conspiracy theories. I'm like, sorry. He, you know, uh, he's like punk kid. Yeah, he's like, look, we like having SE on, but he's a fucking wild man. Like, yeah. we got to be careful. Is he just a young gun? Well, Steve's playing his own game with him, though. It's just two masters at work That's here. True. You yeah. know, he's gonna get SE'd big time, right? Soon. That's, That's what he doesn't realize. He thought he was messing. With, he thought he was tangoing with Steve, Steve Robinson. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> Underneath there always lies SE Robinson. <laughs> Speaking of SE Robinson, can I hear from him? <laughs> Someone uh, saw but this clip. SE isn't this Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Of all the things I heard is when he addresses him, is that he's like, SE, come on, what do you, what's your take? What's why, the, and by the way, these the ones... two hate each other on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, you and the guy? Oh, oh yeah, my yeah. God. Is there tension? <laughs> Mike is in I called this. him, I, I think I called him Thom once yeah. instead of Tom. So, like, if you found old audio on me, the stuff we would mock is that I'm very, I'm even less confident than I am now. I'm very right. awkward. I'm not myself at all. Right. This is Steve, like, I've never Cockiest seen. Cockiest asshole element. ever. <clears throat> Swinging dick. Oh, my God. Yeah, is he confident? Yeah, BM Geary is not as, <laughs> no. as good as S.E. Robinson. No, no, no. S.E. Robinson is incredible. Let me hear this Romney one. But uh, S.E. isn't this Mitt Romney's platform? 
Well, I think Rance Priebus came out today, the RNC chairman, and he said that, no, it's the GOP's platform. It's not Mitt, Rom Mitt Romney's platform. And I think if you look uh, historically, Republicans have done about 50 percent just saying, no, we don't want to have anything to do with the platform. Gerald Ford and Bob Dole. I mean, hopefully this one turns out like the, like Ford's did and not like Dole's did. Right. But uh, exactly. I think that he can take it or leave it. And to be honest, I think it's part of a, you know, a grand conservative strategy to have the convention tacked to the right, which it makes Mitt Romney appear more centrist. Oh, interesting. So <laughs> absolutely. What I'm hearing from from my sources in Tampa oh! is that Mitt Romney is allowing the S. conservatives to determine what the platform is. One out of ten. How bullshit are those sources? Oh, total horseshit. Total horseshit. Sources. I'm hearing from my sources. Like 22, 23 year old Paul Revere vice president. By the way. There was a promotion at some point during this because we heard oh, him yesterday introduced yeah. as, as deputy director, and then I'm listening and I hear, is that a director? Oh, Essie Robinson, I hear. What happened? Was there no, a coup? They, they, no, they might have slipped up. <clears throat> uh, oh, maybe. Tom might have slipped you up. You didn't correct him, though, did you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> there was a bullshit position, anyways. Like. <clears throat> I, I know it was, Steve. No, nobody, nobody thinks it was a real position. Oh, <laughs> it makes me lose so much respect for me. Oh, the, Revere, the Revere Foundation wasn't. wasn't how come I'm not here? Is it gone now? Nobody runs it anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's Who's gone. the current deputy director? <laughs> deputy director. And with that, that's going to do it for this Menafan Show special, the year in review 2019. This has been Act 2, Part 2. Menafans, stoolies, and mincells. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. I'm DEC.